due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Everyone, welcome to. Are you not ready yet? Is there a problem? Yeah, no, no. Okay, sorry. Episode 94 of the Idol Matinee podcast, and as you could hear, that was Stand By Me by Benny Knight and the Pips. So, welcome to episode... What? And the Pips? <laughs> no, it's by Benny Knight, no, it wasn't. No. Yeah, not um, uh, We're going to be talking about Stand By Me, we're going to be talking about food, we've got loads of stuff to talk about tonight, it's episode 94, but let's just relax and get into it, so let's just say who's here. Uh, I, uh, Ben's here. Bonsoir, je m'appelle Grégoire. Uh, sizzle until you fizzle. Um, it's Crizzle. And gentlemen, tonight I give you my sword. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so this, uh, uh, fine, this is the perfect episode to listen to if you're a first-time listener. Uh, and for ongoing listeners, thank you. Welcome back, uh, all 27 of you, I think. My name's Greg, by the way, just in case you didn't get that. I say Gregoire because it sounds it's French. And so if you've sounds... listened, yeah, you have listened before, there is normally an extra person here and he's not here this, this week, and that's Johnny Ribena. Um, sadly, he's had an accident on his BMX. Uh, does anyone want to talk about it? Well, no, he hasn't really. He's just tired. Um, yeah, no. Johnny, yeah, no, Johnny's, yeah, Johnny's just tired. Apparently. Just tired. I, I get it though. I, I'm, yeah, I get tired. We all get yeah. tired sometimes. I'd be tired if I was his age, riding around <laughs> on a BMX. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not even an, a proper size one, is it? It's like a little child's one. It's one of those ones you push yeah. without the the um. It's got no pedals. Yeah, it hasn't on got. It, I know it hasn't got the pedals on it. Yeah, like that's why he messed up when he tried to do the wheelie. <laughs> yeah, and that's why his dad came down and caught him sticking the handlebar up his bum. <laughs> then he tried to move really quickly. Like ripped his inner. So this is what happens, Johnny, when you don't turn up. We start <laughs> saying stuff about your bike. So making yeah, stuff w- w- up. Uh, bit of a sad atmosphere this week because Johnny's not, as you can tell, there's no chipperness in the air. But we'll try and do the best we can. So let's start with what everyone's been doing this week. How Garland. are you all? But let's start uh, how, with how are, you? are you all? Well, we never do that. We never. We don't sit down and go. How are you? Got yeah, well, you don't ask how we are. No, I, no. I, I, I mean, uh, we should do. We should have a mental health check in. Mental health check in um, starting now. Oh, well, is this timed? We've got not much time for okay. mental health. Well, I tell you, it, 94 is poignant for many reasons. And I've got 18 names here that make you realise how poignant 94 is. Telly Savalis, Matt Busby, John Candy, Bill Travers, Richard Nixon, George Peppard, Kim Il-sung, Peter Cushing, Karl Popper, Raul Julia, Jack Kirby, Bill Hicks. Uh, These are people who Chuck- died in 94. Yeah, yeah, Chuck Bukowski and Kirk Bain and Senna, Dennis Potter. And this is in relation to Dick the Sargent. fact that our epi- this is episode 94. This is episode 94, yeah. yeah. I don't think we made That's that clear it. before. There's no other... 
No other sort of connection. Yeah, so Raul Julia from the Adams Family played Gomez. What other ones were there? Sorry, Bill Hicks. John Candy. John, sorry, Tom John, Candy's Tom one of my Candy. favourite comedians. All people that make you think of Johnny, actually. John so, Candy, sorry, did you, Raul Julia. You said John Candy, not Tom. You said Tom Candy. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Did a Tom Candy die at the phone? Johnny Savalis. Tony Oh, I, did, I thought oh. he died earlier than that. Before Bill we, Hicks. Yeah, Bill Hicks. Uh, so, so, okay. I thought, so, I thought he died earlier as well. Um, well... Yeah. There was many more, but I couldn't be bothered. Once I got to 18, <laughs> I was like, they probably won't let me say all of these. Well, there were some good ones to come. The um, I want to do that mo- the movie retrospective things. So that's why we did stand like so. We'd oh yeah, stand you by might me. make that clear while we started with the Stand by Me. Song. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's begin with that. So it's been thirty years since Stand by Me, one of the finest. No, films it's not. Ever it's made. not been thirty years. It's more than that. It's like thirty. It's thirty-five years now. So that means it has been thirty years at some point. It's thirty-five years. But I just wanted to say because I was thinking because I was thinking about doing uh, talking about films from certain years that related to the episode we're on. So yeah. So if, when we were back, but it's eighty-six is the year Stand by Me came out, and I was just looking at the amount of films that actually came out in 86 so I just thought well it's just a good year to start and I thought maybe now so I'll start with Stand By Me and what I'm going to do is do every film every decent film that we can all relate to like that we've all got that we all know really well like Aliens for example I think that was 86 as well stuff like that and just go through all the films starting with 86 and then move up and then maybe go back to, to previous years but because for me we're not because I was born in 79 I uh, so all the I could, I could do start with films that came out the year I was born or whatever but I wasn't into movies when I was fucking born you know what I mean it was at a certain age I got into film so I think 86 was about the, the year where I started really watching when did you direct movies your first film um, uh, what, what year, how old were you when you direct, first direct, wrote and directed your first film well I wrote I directed you could say I directed a film at age 20 something no is it a skin flick <laughs> no, no I mean with my uh, best friend in a shower no, I used to make music video. Well, no, I made a music video. I've never made. A, I've never you directed called it a anything. music video. I've directed myself. I've told. Yeah, I might have directed other people. I mean, I direct, I've directed plays. I directed a play when I was about seven. Indiana Mad Gunner. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was the thing we did every year. I played Indiana Mad Gunner, and basically I just shot everyone. <laughs> I shot my sisters, and then and the I think it was our friends the Dines used to come hang, like the. You're like Val Kilmer. <laughs> we watched a film called Val. Our friends were week. called the Dines. Like it was uh, Hannah and Sam were the kids. They used to get involved as well. And I think some other kids, I've got some other kids involved as well. Always did it at New Year's. And yeah, Indiana Mad Gun. <laughs> and the, the story was always, I'd always had this weird waistcoat on. I'd have a, a gun, a toy gun of some sort. And the story was just like me meeting some people and then shooting them. Um, and yeah, it was a mixture of, I don't know what I was thinking, because I really liked Indiana Jones, but it had nothing to do with... It was Indiana Mad Gunner, so yeah, it was like an Indiana Jones type character, but he just went around shooting people rather than. You ever thought about meeting up with them yeah. again to talk about that? <laughs> I wonder if they remember that. Uh, well, my parents do. Sounds like time for a reboot. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Indiana Mad Gunner in the Temple of He's something. He's back. Indi- the, uh, Indiana Mad Gunner and the two twins and the Table of Detritus. Or that film you made yeah. in your twenties and hot shower. Can you hot see sh- all the t- hot can shower? The shit the, you can't see all the shit on the table in the f- uh, on the film, can you? No, sorry. Um, but people on audio. So yeah, we're fil- we're filming ourselves. Anyone listening? It doesn't. Oh what? It doesn't matter. There's only twenty seven fucking cunts listening. Yeah, fu- and by the way, fuck there all won't be any more if you say that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I mean there's only twenty seven well beautiful listeners listening. Dan, let's list them all. This we, week, can, we probably Greg's can. had a bit of a breakdown about the listenership because we watched Ian Sterling's buffering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's inspired me to write. Obviously, the podcast is never going to kick off because... Uh, cause ah, what, what but a sitcom about the podcast, Will. I thought about this. You what? 
So I say that again. I thought, I thought of, obviously this might not be podcast material. What? So I don't know. Actually, I want to say it. Go on, say yeah. it. Like, I'm, I'm done with. I'm done with like, what's meant to be on the podcast. Not uh, until we've got more listeners. Until we're not someone's dirty little secret. And they, they can start, put up with what we do. Until they yeah, start no, sharing no, no, it with people. I just want to chat about things that have been on my mind. Yeah, oh, that's okay. what it's all about. Well, yeah, that's what that's podcasts what podcast about. Is, that's what, that's, that's people, what this podcast that's what people is about. Want. That's what people on YouTube are going to love. They're going to be like, "Hey, have you seen this shit?" Greg, I keep telling you, it doesn't matter what people want. You do it before you want to listen back to. You do it. I'm staying away from it. You're the one that listens back to this, and then you think, "Oh, I'm not like it." I've not got a day job. I'm not actually getting any money so I've got you know what I mean I've got to think of ways to call yourself yeah Ch- chill your boots <laughs> no, I mean, what to, to make the podcast good please listen to the podcast <laughs> oh, well, you, you should stand outside <laughs> stand outside Morrison's like <laughs> oh, handing out stickers you. please listen to the podcast since Johnny's not here I've brought five books with me. Five books off my shelf that I thought oh, the conversation gets a bit dour um, that we can we can dip into. So I'll just say the books are one, two, three, four, five. Go for it. In that bit. Conversations with God. Uh, what one do you want? What, I one, don't two, know. Three, Start the top one. Do the top one. Any page in particular? Oh. Uh, no. Are you, are you not telling us what the book's called? We've got to guess what the book so, is. Yeah, what yeah, the fuck okay. is You've got five books and what? And what are you going to do with them? You're going to read bits from them? Or you, we've got well, to tell us. We I'm don't ask go, him. He's going to tell to. you. Right. right, you're going to tell us the title of the first book. Teaching Mindfulness to uh, Clients. Okay, nice. So we've got to pick a page number, yeah? Yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, 41. Oh, episode ni- 94. Of course, episode 94. Page 94. Uh, page 94 on all of them, actually. That's what we should do. Uh, 94... So it's um, it's a case example between Stan and Sophie. <laughs> Stan, good name. <laughs> so, so Stan does a recap, and then Sophie Sophie responds, and then we'll see if we want to carry on with the dialogue. But Stan Stan says, so let's recap. You get back to the hostel after going with your care coordinator to view the new flat you've been offered. You're watering your plants and thinking how they would look when you plant them out in your own garden and you felt happy. Then you notice some other thoughts. Yes, I was thinking that I don't even know why I'm letting myself get excited. I will only fall out with the neighbours. I'll just mess it up. I always do. It will go wrong. Shall I carry on? Yeah, keep going. Okay. And then your emotion changed to sadness. And that's when you had your first drink. And I... And I feel really disappointed by that. It hasn't been as I haven't been drinking at all lately. Yes, you have done well. So I can understand your disappointment. So let's see if we can work out how we might have done this differently. Do you think of anything that might help? Well, I thought of those mindfulness skills that we've been learning. I thought I could have watered my plants mindfully, but only thought of it afterwards. Shall I carry on? Yep, keep going. I think you're right. I might have helped here. Why don't we practice now? Imagine yourself back watering your plants. You're going to have to talk to me through through what you notice as you pay attention to these plants. We've done this type of imagination rehearsal before, so you know how to think yourself back to that moment in time. Now, as you talk to me through your actions, I'm going to say aloud those thoughts that were bothering you. And you are going to just notice them and gently bring back your mind back to the plants. Remember to describe what you can see or hear or smell or feel 
The therapist instructs clients in how to notice where her mind has gone and to bring it back to the focus of attention. So as that, so he takes her back to the watering of the plants and he says to her, say how you notice how you feel. And so she starts watering the plants. He goes, yeah, I feel pretty sad. And he says, mm, go with that thought. That's good. Go with the sad, sad thought. She goes, yeah, I sort of have a drink. And then he goes, yes, no problem. I've got a bottle of whiskey over here. Let me pour you a small drink. Let me just see if that makes you feel better. He gives her a small glass of whiskey. She has a little drink of it. Mmm, that makes me feel much better. <laughs> that makes me feel much better. Yum, yum. <laughs> they both get pissed together. <laughs> the therapists get absolutely hammered. Is that, is that how it ends? Is that, is that how it works? That's how it works, basically. <laughs> yeah. That's therapy. You're meant to go along with what the patient wants to do, aren't you? Well, you do, yeah. You work with the resistance. Yeah. That's what I would... <laughs> so, so you borrow oh, a bottle of it's time to work with the resistance. You get her a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do another book in a bit. That was good. Uh, but let's talk in of drink. Uh, before we talk about... We could talk about what we watched this week. Because uh, yeah. I want to talk about Ian Sterling's buffering yes. as well. We should, I wanted to mention that at but, the beginning to say that we were going to talk about that. But, yeah. but the first... Yeah, let's talk about that first. So uh, a couple of things. Uh, we wa- let's talk. Every everyone can say what they watched this week. So the first thing we'll talk about. No, Chris, have you watched anything good this week? You start. Um, I revisited something. I went. So I used to watch, you know, The Last Kingdom, which was BBC, yes. then went Netflix, and then went back again, and so forth. Well, I um, because I, I remember started watching that when Game of Thrones was on as sort of like a subsidiary, like just a little bit. What Last Kingdom? Yeah, yeah. Just, did you watch Vikings? Cause it's very funny you said that because I was going to bring the thing. I one of the things I watched. It's, I'm going to let you carry on. But did you watch Vikings as well? I, I did only a couple of episodes. But okay, the reason, no, it doesn't matter then. Like, yeah, yeah so you won't, probably won't know the thing I'm going to. It doesn't matter. But yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, so uh, basically, Last Kingdom, and then I've gone back and I've watched the whole thing again, sort of on its own, sort of. But and I've really enjoyed it. And um, and to start with you like with uh, Eggsborough with with old Eggsborough in it, Aylesbury, obviously. The, exactly. One of one of the biggest wrongings we've talked about this in the podcast before was like in Aylesbury, and yeah, they had to come and the King like, of Mercy, sack yeah. Aylesbury, yeah. So that's in the Last Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah, it was one of the capitals of Mercy. Which is where yeah. we come from. Anyone who's listening that like who listens to this who d- no, doesn't got know the same us. listeners the same 27 listeners yeah, same, yeah so Dan and that they, they know we're from Aylesbury but I mean the, the, if there is an American girl you're listening, reaching out to this American girl oh, that don't doesn't American. exist there's 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 an American that's girl. who you're doing this podcast for this just this one American, <laughs> American girl I look at the stats imagine. I look at the stats and I know there's an American girl so yeah. what's this last kingdom you've been watching then so you started watching so, yeah. it, so like, like I say came back revisited it and then um, no dragons of that but because some of the stuff is embedded in like actual history historical context it's, it makes it quite interesting and then um i've then been listening to this podcast about medieval britain and all it's been covering is the same little field again so it's got me really nerdily going mm, i'm going to go up to uh you know telford because they've got this and I've, yeah and i'm like planning out a road trip now but i can't uh, say uh, why i'm just gonna bit, we'll just go oh it's really nice to wanted to go there but it'll be because i'll be going to I'd be up Places. for that because I, I I was similar to you. I found the, the period of history really interesting when I was watching Vikings the yeah. first time around because then they're seeing it on, in Last Kingdom as well. Obviously, they're, they're a bit shaky with the facts. It was quite interesting seeing how uh, Alfred the Great was portrayed in both. He, he was younger in Vikings, so he was just getting into, mm. like, he was just going through puberty, basically, just coming out of puberty when uh, their series finished, I think. And then, obviously, in Last Kingdom, he's like an adult and he's, well, he, he, 
he, he goes through and then it's his son coming through or whatever isn't it like in, yeah 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 um and it's told from a different perspective as well but it's pretty similar really it's quite Vic- pro viking isn't it it's quite dane but it's not it's showing that both sides being dicks basically it's all about the people but, yeah yeah and you're meant to go but it's still hard to forget that that the Danes were kind of cunts and like the English were just going like ha la ha like all in their monasteries and that and they just came in with axes and like cut them up with, you know I mean it's, yeah, it's kind of hard it was, to like ignore and then, then it's like oh but there but then but obviously the TV shows make them all sexy and cool so like you're like oh I like them they've got tattoos and they're sexy and cool and then you go and they're like oh but then they're nice now look they were nice to that person and you're meant to forget that they killed all these monks and you're like nah I don't know. Mm, yeah, well, but, uh, it was also because they weren't. Uh, they, it's when, as they converted to Christianity, they changed. Yes, and the well, only yeah, some, people some writing video. and documenting stuff were the places where they were targeting, because that's where all the gold was held in the yeah, monasteries. Yeah. So they were like making up these stories of them being these sort of uh, drug-addled heathens. A lot of the stuff that you said. That's what I started watching Vikings, and I was like, ah, there was a couple of things in it which really jarred me, and there was also a couple of scenes I saw where they were wearing actual like normal shoes. What nice? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I was like, ah, oh, the old Starbucks just, coffee like, cup th- st- thing. Yeah, right, yeah, that sort of thing. And you do just, see a lot of them wearing too like, early. You do see it in these Robin Hood programs and stuff as well. Like you can tell, like the, the textile, like it's like Gore-Tex, like proper, like yeah. really technical, like camping tops and stuff but tried to make look uh yeah tatty or whatever i I did there was something really interesting they were saying about they still don't know like nowadays how the amount of chain mail that was around in like the middle ages how it was possibly made you would have had to have villages and villages and towns just making making chain mail mail, yeah yeah watching something really interesting it was probably made in the same factories in Boohoo have you seen that series on uh, Ultimate it's not good it's called called Ultimate Warrior something or the Warrior Way the Warrior's Way or something on Prime that's really quite interesting it's just like hour long shorts all specific on specific warriors so it had like so it's got like the Mongols uh, got like uh, Scottish like uh, Ultimate yeah it's got the Ultimate The Rock uh, (laughs) Hulk Hogan Undertaker um I forgot, I've forgotten the warriors it's got in it but anyway it's quite interesting samurai. On, on that samurai yeah uh, uh, have they got samurai they should have because they were fucking yeah because I haven't watched all of them but anyway the uh, but on, on one of them they were talking about the, the chain mail and, and talking about mm. well, just talking about knights sorry that was it the knights templar they were talking about the Knights yeah. Templar, and obviously they would just had, and you've got this vision of knights wearing the shiny armor, but it was yeah. shiny. The big shiny armor was fucking useless because it was so heavy, and you couldn't fucking yeah. move in it. Whereas chainmail, you could actually move around in it, and it was really fucking good as well. It did, um, mm. yes, stop you from getting fucked up by most things. But uh, Ooh, interesting stuff. Yeah, Ooh. no, it st- it stop you from getting slashed, but Ooh. not or stabbed. I can't remember. It stopped one of the two. I can't remember which. Well, but... talking of chainmail, I went to the Victorian Albert Museum at the weekend, and I saw some real knights dressed up and loads of other old stuff. And I'll tell you what, walking around a museum is very tiring, and I have to keep sitting down a lot. So <laughs> Certainly is. I, I just wanted to, to say sorry. I, sorry. Uh, what we was talking about? It got me. Into, where were you going? You were going. You were talking about going on a tour about with yeah, these yeah, Viking yeah. places, Telford. So yeah, to Telford. Yeah, and the reason. Yeah, so I got interested purely because of these fucking shows that that piqued my interest in that period of history. So I was like, oh right, that's interesting. I started looking. So I've had this book on my shelf for years, Kings and Queens of England, and it's just all yeah. the kings and queens. But it's only going. So I was thinking, how far back does it go? So I wanted to go back to Alfred the Great and all that, but it stops. It, it starts with William the Conqueror. So, yeah. it misses, so it misses all the Viking stuff because obviously the Normans, uh, like Rollo, who's 
who's, who's who plays King. Is that what the show King, King Rollo? Yeah. So he's him. a Norman. He, he, oh, so wow. he was, he's a Norman, but he came from the the North. That was Vikings, basically. That's why Normans They're are Northmen. Northmen, yeah. 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 Northmen. So he was like a settler from a Vi- Vikings uh, from the yeah oh, from one of the Scandinavian countries. He's played by. Yeah. So in in Vikings the series, Ragnar Lothbrok, who was who was a real Viking, I think was his sons were I think like either the Boneless boys. Enough. I think they were real. Um, My boys. Yeah, so he his in the in the show his brother's Rollo, and it's not. I don't think any of that's real. But Rollo was a real person. But they've made him his brother in the show, and he ends up sort of betraying the Vikings, and then going to live. In, he marries a, a French princess, and then yeah, he forms like the royal guard in, and then that's that's what becomes the Knights Templar or whatever. Yeah, as well, or makes up the Knights. Some of the Knights Templar Ooh, was that like King Arthur Knights Templar. Yes, because no. it started in France. Oh. It's, all, it's all French. It's, it's, all, not, it's all started in France. And you said to... yes. He said no. What is it? Uh, no, no, no. no, no Knights Templar is not. No, it's not King Arthur. Right. No. So you just said yes and just steamed no, straight in there. Uh, I thought you. Were... So if he hadn't stopped you, people would be listening, thinking, "Oh, Knights Templar, King Arthur." No, I thought... think it's King Arthur. Same time. So I was, I, he, he said yes. A bit stupid. So I was like, "Yeah, same sort of time." I thought you were saying like, "No, you have that, to explain it to King me." Arthur if I'm time, stupid. I thought you were saying if that King Arthur. Yeah, exactly. All I know is King Rollo the cartoon. I was getting Arthur. Slow down. Sorry, mate. Yeah, fucking slow down, mate. I get my history from Doctor Who. The Knights Templar all started in France, <laughs> and it's all religion. Reli- yeah, but we don't need to have a history lesson anyway, do we? Uh, no, not um, really. But I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm, we I'm do. interested in that as well. Yeah, this is all boring. I'm but the Knights Templar basically ended in the UK, and in fact, uh, tell you something. There's un- in Royston, just below Cambridge. There's a cave underneath Market Square. You can still go down there, and it was the Knights Templar's cave, and it's still there, and it's got like skulls and bits and graffiti from that time all in there because most places where you find it will say Temple Street or whatever that it will have been where they had a Templar place because they got ousted from France what did they do in these Templars yeah, they would have their, they would build temples. Tem- their temples. They probably would have, like, yeah. Oh, they would have a temple then. Yeah. Oh, maybe build, that's what, yeah. Like, they would call them temples, but what, not like we would think of. Knights Templar, I was going to say, the Knights Templar, whatever they're named after a temple, or they just like the name, uh, there wasn't someone called Simon Templar. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a bit like ISIS though, aren't they? They were like ISIS back in the day, but they, uh, they weren't so rapey. They didn't rape us. You could say like, oh, they're just as bad as ISIS, but they didn't rape people because they they took a vow of celibacy. Off it was all about God. They got their name is because they're Chris. Were they like ISIS? So the reason, no, the reason that they chopped they anyone's heads off who didn't believe in fucking. They, yeah, but they didn't. Rule, they were knights. They were a military. Or, they were a military order of the Catholic Church. Yeah. So they didn't rule areas. They but they were stationed at the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. That's where the temple bit comes from. And also, I just want to say this as well. When they, when they were done with, it, so they were doing the God's work, and everyone's like, "Oh, we need the Knights Templar." Any war that was going on, it's like, "Oh, get them on his side," because they were fierce fighters and they're fighting for God. And that's why they're so scary. It's like these guys don't give a fuck. They're so fearless. They don't fuck women. All they want to do is fight and pray. It's scary, man. But then, as soon as they were done and all the wars were done, they're like, "Yeah, fuck the Templars. They, they don't listen to anyone. They just listen to God, and we can't control them. So burn them, burn them all." And they burned them all. They went around sort of without burning. The Catholic them. Church and they escaped a lot of escape to the UK and that's why they also there's all that stuff about them escaping to the new world as well that's why you see their imagery and stuff on um, sort of in some American iconography really so where would I see them walking out in the street it's nice to like spot little bits of history you don't realise so obviously you just said a lot of stuff's called Temple Street and every time now I look at Temple Street I'm always going to think of the Knights Templar so is yeah. there anything else I could spot as I'm walking about that you know about that's like mm. I have, but it's I'm saving it for my brown bear. Okay. I've got a, 
So I'll talk about some of the stuff I watched this week. I watched a show on the HBO Max called The White Lotus by Mike. Uh, his name, the guy who did it, is called... I'll look him up quickly, because I always forget. Mike White. Uh, is, and if you look him up, he's, done, he's directed a few really weird shows. But this show is about a hotel where all these like really well-off people go. And it's it's very cleverly done, very good. And there's a bit, Greg didn't see all of it, but he walked in the bit where there's a they walk in on this guy doing something, this fucking quality, it's hilarious. So if you want to watch The White Lotus, definitely add that to your list. That's and then right. another film. HBO, did you say? Yeah, HBO Max, you've got to download it or watch it on one of the dodgy apps. I've seen enough of it to get the fit, to get what it's about, Look, if you know what I mean. I watched uh, them all yeah. in a row, it's that good, I just couldn't stop watching it. It's like, it, yeah, this it's is very, good. Yeah, it's very good. It's a bit, uh, yeah, it's very good, that's what It's I mean. good. And then the other <laughs> thing good. I watched this week was the Val Kilmer documentary, which it's meant to be on Amazon Prime but it's not on Amazon Prime UK but only on Amazon Prime America so that's annoying so I had to download it but Val Kilmer like the other thing we watched Kid 90 about Punky Brewster he's filmed his whole life yeah. on video cameras uh, and a cine and all this shit so he does a documentary about himself but you yeah. get to see it all it's really clever you get to see him with like, all the old actors when he was at drama school uh, everyone before they became famous, like the back behind the scenes of Top Gun, Marlon wow. Brando shit in it. It's fucking a really good documentary. So yeah, definitely try and watch that. It's very moving. Very, it's very moving. moving as well. Because obviously everything yeah. he's gone through, he's dealt with it really well and, he's, and he still tries to, he wants to speak. Because it was only very recently that he lost his voice completely. He was doing a really good st- uh, one-man show, stand-up show, pl- playing Mark Twain. Getting I'm the, Mark Twain. Just doing, getting all the prosthetics on and everything he was talking about. And it yeah, seemed really yeah. good. It showed clips from it. And he was on Jimmy Fallon and they're bigging it up and everything because his career had gone a bit yeah. uh, downhill. We got depressed. We got diagnosed and he got depressed. Yeah, but then he got diagnosed. Then he started to lose his voice and then he got into art and then he's brought, opened up this fucking art thing in LA. Is it in yeah, the, the art studio? That's yeah, quite good. It's it's art, art studio, studio thing. Yeah. So he's doing but shit really and he seems like a really friendly guy. And but unfortunately, when we watched guy, it, but he because he's got the fucking voice thing, he, he was talking to camera a lot. So his son was doing a lot of the narration. The bit, the really. Uh, moving parts he wanted to get out about his family and everything losing his brother and stuff early on who who directed who directed movies what well, made movies in their backyard type thing but he was looking to be yeah get into film and everything as well and that fucked their family up right at the beginning so it's all yeah it's quite touching all that stuff um, but you cannot understand it. what he's saying the trouble is it was yes. Spanish subtitles it was Spanish so subtitles and so we were, like, really see we were like really having to try and understand him as if you like, were with him oh. and, it's, and it was like yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we lost some of it we didn't hear we didn't know some of the bits he said we made out some of it but most of it is narrated by his, his son so, so, and it, who sounds a lot like him as well um, but yeah he, he's, he's one of my favourite actors his performance I think he should have got an Oscar for either Jim Morrison in The Doors or Doc Holliday he should have definitely got Doc Holliday uh, in Tombstone he should have got Best Supporting Actor he should have got Best Supporting Actor for that definitely um, I don't know who won that year I'm going to look that up and find out so, why so that was good yeah so Val watch that and then the other thing I made Greg watch this week and I want to talk about is uh, Ian Sterling's new comedy called Buffering <laughs> and I watched all six episodes of it love you Ian and I made him watch and it Jack. Oh, so there's an interview with Ian Sterling in The Guardian and I'd like to read that out you can interrupt uh, if you put your hand up Chris and you feel like you want to say anything about it, it please do uh, Greg, if you want to interrupt, obviously just interrupt and I'll stop talking. So it's obviously a long article, but I feel <laughs> to do Ian Sterling hey. justice, you can't just say, oh, I watched Ian Sterling's new show and go, oh, shit, shit. You, need, not. you have to break down. I'm going to give him credit where it's due. Credit where credit's due. Give credit where credit's due. So comedian Ian Sterling on Love Island, working with a puppet dog and his new sitcom. Narrating the hit dating show sent Sterling's career into overdrive. But in his new comedy, Buffering, the stand-up returns to his kids' TV roots. 
When Ian Sterling was working as, as a CBBC presenter in his 20s, he broke up with his long-term girlfriend. Unfortunately, the split occurred just hours before he was contractually obliged to go on a two-day trip to Bristol with the chronically cheerful pop duo Jedward. Later, mordantly recollecting the story in his stand-up, his original career before children's TV got in the way. Someone from his management team told him, your life would be a funny sitcom. So let's just stop there. So somebody hold told on, Ian hold Sterling... On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop there. Because we've seen, we've seen it, right? How come... All that shit with Jedward, right? Why didn't he sort of make it more similar to that and make, the, like, in Buffering... Well, we'll get on to what actually happens in Buffering, but if he'd included that in it, instead of the well, storyline... what happens now. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah instead, about, in, about. instead of including the storyline that he did include, he should have done that. That would be much better having, like, the Jedward... Some, some, a couple of people who are meant to be Jedward. They could have, like, got a lot of humour out of that. I don't think it would have been much better. No, it wouldn't. I don't think it would have changed it that much. <laughs> It really wouldn't. Uh, the, I, the, I don't know. The sitcom it's been mean. Uh, buffering is like like he says there. It is his he's working with a puppet on a children's TV show, and I'm going to ask Chris some questions about his what you think happens in Ian Sterling's show because you've never seen it, and obviously yeah. we know what happens. Okay, and and then you tell what happens next in this scenario, right? So obviously the show shows him working with a puppet on TV, yeah. Mm. And he's being all like, hey, I'm kidding. What do you think happens when they go, stop filming, Ian? Um, it'll be like, oh, fucking cunt and swearing. You got it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. And that happens every time. I, been, I think it'd been better if he'd been a bit more subtle about it and just had a bit more of a, or an actual proper relationship with the guy with the puppet hand. You know I mean, it could have been a lot more nuanced instead of like, oh, there are odds. And you never see the And the guy's always talking as the puppet and he's always being upstaged by the puppet. Well, there's that. a reason for and that, that isn't quite, there? Eh? There's a reason for that because in the very final oh, yes, episode, yeah, it doesn't matter if we jump from all yeah. around in this show because it's not that important. Yeah, we're, 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 we're talking I'm about very the whole thing. about it. Yeah. So in the final episode, he's doing there's a pay thing in front. There's a payoff for that because yeah. he's doing a show in front of kids and he does the thing where he goes, it's just a man behind a thing and then pulls the, the thing forward so they can all see him and all the little kids are like, <gasps> and Ian's like, oh, I don't give it, I'm like losing it. To be fair, we should have seen that coming because every every other every other thing that happens every other thing that happens in the show is signposted. Like you're like, all right, so the character's introduced and the setup. You're like, oh right, you see this, and you're like, okay, and then you're already doing the the punchline. You're like, oh, okay, in your head, it's lovely. You know, like with bad stand-ups yeah. and they do that and they're like. And you already, know, you already know the joke, and they fucking have to, ex- and they explain the punchline. You're like, no, we get it. Like, we got it's it. It's a satisfying sitcom because Ian it. Sterling is a lot more of a satisfying character than Jack Whitehall to talk about. Because fair play to Jack Whitehall, he's gone on to do movies and big things on screen and all that. But Ian Sterling, he's not quite proven himself. He's not quite proven yeah. himself, but he is at a position <laughs> where what? he's got to. So in what? What degree? Oh no, to, to Jack Whitehall's degree. I don't know. Oh, is it, what's the, it's to Jack Whitehall, it's James the, Corden, the Jack Whitehall, the James, Cordons, yeah. the Whitehalls. You know all the English, all these English cunts who we think we're better than for some reason. Because <laughs> they've been doing around well. for like 15, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, they've put the work in. They've put the effort in. Like people, like yeah. us doing a podcast, going, "Oh, we've only got twenty-seven listeners." And like uh, but all these people, all no these people, these, these comedians who've made it, have gone out and embarrassed themselves night after night in front of people in clubs. They've done it. We do brown bear. But yeah, when we do the brown bear, we embarrass our, oh, I think we're a harder audience for each other Let, than like an actual audience because audiences are, are going to comedy clubs. We don't uh, laugh at each other. Most, so. most people who go to comedy <laughs> clubs like, are quite, uh, will laugh at anything. They're just like, they're so nervous. They're like, they'll laugh nervously and be, uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> so like someone from his management team told him your life would be a funny sitcom. That's like the thing that your mum says. Go, yeah, that's the worst thing you can ever be told. I think because that means it's immediately not true. 
so almost a decade, decade later, the prediction came true. Sterling has indeed turned his life into a funny sitcom. <laughs> Buffering begins on ITV2 this week, airing after Love Island, the show where he serves a, as a droll yet enthusiastic narrator. The sitcom follows a character called Ian who must navigate the routine humiliations of working in children's entertainment, all the while trying to break into what he awkwardly refers to as adult TV. It's very cynical programming, isn't it? Because like they put it on straight after Love Island. It's like, oh look, they know his voice, and then they'll they'll watch it, and that shows yeah. they that faith. Yeah, and, well, they're the, faith and they're the only cunts who are going to watch it. They're like, well, who's going to fucking watch this shit? Well, we'll put it on straight after Love Island. Then the chances are the cunts that like him, who think he's funny on Love Island, will watch his not so funny show, and guaranteed they will not like his show as much as they like Love Island. Uh, they probably <laughs> might like it. People watch. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they like Ian Sterling. Maybe he's a bit of crumpet. No, no isn't I, don't, he? I don't think they like his face. They like looking at the like the, the fit people on the TV and they like listening to him take the piss out of him. He overrides Scottish act people on the TV because they all look hunky and fit and he's a bit of cheeky like chappy not no, he's doesn't. attractive they're, not, they're still watching the TV they don't turn the TV off and just listen to Ian Sterling Ian Sterling thinks he's attractive and he must have been out with a fair few women because obviously if buffering's meant to be his oh, life he's, then he's with he's, a different it, woman in every episode do you reckon I reckon he got a bit of clout because of Love Island that's how he's pulled Laura Whitmore do you think he was bef- with Laura Whitmore before Love Island he was on the circuit though he would he have been circuit, famous, maybe, like, yeah. I don't know yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know Blue Peter present, I still haven't heard of him I, so I don't understand like, this obsession I still haven't heard of him I don't, I don't know who Ian Sterling is I definitely think I definitely think the Love Island and Laura Whitmore thing but like you say you don't know he's been I don't around know. Yeah, so. no, look, maybe, he's a, maybe he's a fucking lovely charismatic guy in real life and you know it just it's not it's a bit like yeah. me I'm a lovely charismatic guy in real life but I've come across as a complete prick on the podcast so just a word on the title buffering you'd make that title would make you think it's something to do with the internet wouldn't it I am a prick yeah it would make yeah. me think that, like YouTube or he's slow judging internet. He's by Ian Sterling. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, I'm still a prick, even by Ian Sterling's high standards. Yeah. Um, Ian no. Sterling is hopefully listening to this episode. <laughs> It'd be so funny if uh, him and Jack were one of the 27. So, yeah, buffering, you think it's about the internet. The only reference to the internet has, obviously one of them's in IT, but it's not about this guy. It's about the main, Ian's the main character in an ensemble piece. But they have, like, between the adverts, they have, like, the buffering symbol where something yeah. suddenly stopped. It makes you think your ITV2 stopped because I watched it all on that. But that's the only reference to sort of the internet in it. There is no buffering or YouTube in it. So it's a, that's an odd title for a show that's got nothing to do with... It should have been called Miscarriage because the whole... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The whole... Yeah, the whole no, it is no, about a miscarriage. Well, that's the, the thing all the way through Yeah, it. that's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm, and it's not in the best. We'll I've, get to that. We'll get to that. Let me yeah, read a bit more I find first. it a bit funny because his missus is pregnant. I don't know if she's about to have a baby or whatever, but she's. Uh, I know she's pre- pregnant. Law Whitmore is. Yeah. Or was, is, yeah. And so I find it quite funny that he went with that storyline because I don't know whether maybe it's brave. Yeah, it's brave because I don't know. See, he's got to go home to Laura Whitmore every day, and he's going, "Yeah, let's write this." Yeah, and and it's not even that he could just blame the other guy that he wrote it with. Yeah, and it might have happened to him already. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Well, I hope hope he maybe has actually. He got a good point. Way of exercising it. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Uh, I don't know. But it, it didn't seem that way. I don't know. It just seemed in poor taste. It just seemed not... I just wouldn't have touched it. I just wouldn't have gone down that storyline. If, if, if I'm, a, I'm a bloke writing about me... And, uh, there's well, certain things you can write... Let me you give can... you a quick stop. So we're, not even, we're talking about it. We're not yeah, explaining what it actually happened. It. Let me explain this. Yeah. So in the first two episodes of the show, in the first episode, he's doing the kids presenting and he's shagging the woman who's 
that works the director. That's confusing um, as well. Can but, I, can yeah, I that say, is very confusing. You think you're, it's like they're, they're slagging each other. Let me believe, finish. You're let to believe he's a fucking real yeah, ladies I man. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, go on. Yeah, because you don't understand that's his missus, do them you? Them two are slagging yeah. each other off. So you think they're not getting on. Then they're banging each other. So you think, oh, it's just a fling. She, like they just do. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then um, what happens is... Let's bang. Greg, please. And then... Not now. But then you, and then he's with Samantha Janus in like the first episode as well. So he's dating other women, and then you yeah. find out she's his ex, and then she finds out she's pregnant at the end of the first episode, and then the second episode it's him and her going to like doctors and stuff like that and a natal clinic thing, talking about the baby and all that. And I'm thinking this baby's definitely gonna not survive this episode or not survive this series because mm. that's the way you can see that's the way he's going to go and in the end of the second episode she has a miscarriage so in the space of two episodes he does that and then so he's obviously trying to get the pathosy sadness of stuff in it but he, it just doesn't work at all because they just no. override it all the way through the whole show. Let me just, there is jokes about it. There's like no sadness about it at all. Well, like no, it's there not is as a heavy bit of the subject there. is. With, with the, the female characters, the acting's not all that bad. Like the, the, they're competent actors, I think. They perform their lines. Yeah, work. their actors like, are great. Those actors, they're fine. <sighs> the, the, it's not all. It's some not of it. Fault. Some of the lines aren't so aren't that bad, and you're like, okay, that bit of dialogue wasn't so bad. And there's some fairly well crafted jokes, kind of. It's like based around the like sort of character comedy, but it's character comedy that's not explained. There's no dimensions. You, they 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 show you. It shows you a dimension of a character, and then there's nothing. They, then there's, that's it. There's no other dimensions. You're like, all oh, right, that's one side of them. Like the, the well, American. I can read out the characters the American here. Character. Can we read them out? No, no, let me explain the names of them. Oh, and then on. you can talk about each character individually. So. Um, uh, buffering isn't merely a semi-autobiographical navel-gazing. It also revolves around the lives of Ian's flatmates, including Jeffy, Jesse Cave's pri- privileged artist, Rosie. Yes, okay, so she's got glasses. She's meant to be a bit kooky, but like, she looks a bit of a hippie she, type. Yeah. yeah, so she's the one in the advert going, thank my grandmother for dying or whatever. And that yeah. dynamic, so that... But then it turns out that they are actually sort of friends. That's what I don't understand as well. In the advert, it made Ian Sterling seem like a complete... Like, well, I'm just moving in here because it's cheap and I don't really give a fuck about you and all that. But there's a scene when he's when he's lost his baby or whatever and they're all fucking hugging him. It's like, oh, hug time for Ian. The mm. dynamic's never really truly explored how they're friends. You know, like in space, you know, they all get together and it's like, right, they, you understand how Simon Pegg's meeting up with Jessica Stevenson. They need to share a place together. They pretend to be together to get the place That's they all, all just start in the house yeah they all start, and then they meet and then you and then you learn and then, then the characters are so much richer and well yeah it's just much it's like his idea of what he's seen in the I, sitcom I just like spaced a lot more than I like well, you yeah, can't really compare. Ian Sterling so like you yeah, can't really so compare buffering to space you can't no but, but what, that's what I was saying to you earlier if you're going at, if you if you was um, if he was a little bit older Ian Sterling and he'd, he'd seen 50 and well, no, well, yeah, know, how old is he is he 10 years younger he's than 10. us he's 10 Ten years old. Well, yeah, he writes like 15. a ten-year-old. So uh, uh, yeah, that's says Rosie. Wait a minute. Let's do the other uh, couple of the other characters. I was trying to do, let me finish a fucking oh, point. Um, yeah, I was saying to you earlier, like <laughs> I've forgotten the fucking point. Okay, uh, so there's um. <laughs> <laughs> she's the privileged one anyway then there's straight talking th- oh yeah Janine Haruni's straight talking Thalia so she's like the, yes, American, the American one the, the she's American Empire one. Records cool American I'll show you how to sext oh and there's this thing about them oh, sexting oh weird oh yeah fucking the beginning plot first right? episode the, is so do that tell us about that because that's fucked yeah, up yeah the first episode okay so there's this, there's a character called Greg right my namesake and he's like this like a little Asian guy 
and he's like a really weedy nerdy guy and you get his cat it's like okay and they make it's a few jokes tea, make it a nap yeah they make some jokes about it. like oh Greg's not usually up for that he's the sort of guy who'd wear a Mac like in the car wash or whatever I don't know like inside his car that's not the joke they made but it's something shit along those lines you're like okay they're laying the foundations for these characters okay that's good but then his girlfriend it was never really made clear clear also, the girl that played his girlfriend to, at the beginning, you're like not quite sure whether he's just fucked her. Because she like, keeps saying they're friends and acting like she hates him, but then she's yeah. saying she's his girlfriend. There's something weird with the editing, I think, at the very first episode because you, you're very confused about what who Ian Sterling's fucking, who his girlfriend is. You're thinking it's looking like it's he's meant mess. to be the big, biggest player in the world because it's like I've just put my girlfriend and it turns out then he's fucking her his girlfriend the next scene who's also his producer and she's made out to be this like bitch or whatever but then she's meant to be this, like, a sympathetic character and you're meant to be, feel more for her than you are for him and he's meant to be a dick but they I don't know it's just so mixed up like certain it's scenes really are done so a number on up. Greg yeah, I don't know I just <laughs> really done a number on him look how he is this week <laughs> I just don't know you should never have watched I it I just don't know I like it because every like um, once a month we have a review where it's um, you just don't know who he's fucking. It's like there's this sexual tension between him and his daughter, and you think, is it meant to be her? Exactly. You don't know who anyone's fucking. Looks like he's trying to fuck everyone. That's the look. The, the clear the thing about making shows. What I've learned is you've got to make it clear if you're directed as well and editing. That's editing specifically. You've got to make it clear who's fucking who. Like you don't want it to seem like the guy's fucking his daughter or the guy's fucking his friend when it's meant to be his girlfriend or whatever. And, but but yeah, he's surrounded by girls. He moves into his place with loads of girls. He doesn't live with his best mate Greg, but he lives with his girlfriend for some reason. He lives with his best mate's girlfriend. Yeah, and then this American girl who's there's no explanation to where she's come from. She's just American and she's brash like friends and she's up and she's like yeah all american compared to us being english so like there's a a love triangle type thing going on where the character yeah where well, he, let me let yeah. me read a bit more of this out because it'll oh, give you sorry, a bit more background on it confusing. so uh it's done a really has done a number on you <laughs> uh so sat and thalia there's also a steam stealing there's also scene stealing guest turns from lolly adolfo p not uh, bad yeah. she's like a pottery sort of teacher her and Greg Gandhi's uh, yeah. pottery training and, and she's alright bit shit Alistair Green he's great of course Alistair he's Green really is funny your, your guy who does he's bits. only in a small yeah. bit but he's like yeah scene stealing and Joel Domit and Joel Domit is dreadful oh. in it he's like a personal trainer yeah. and he's just yeah. really over the top his acting's fucking awful in it and just stupid yeah, I mean you can see what he was going um, for there but it was just too, yeah, it was too he's much just having a laugh yeah. he just turned up for a day and just fucked about with Ian sort of thing yeah, yeah. do what you want do what you want mate yeah. uh, meaning the show doubles as a meditation on the myriad challenges of millennial life no it doesn't I wouldn't say he's millennial Ian Sterling he's probably a lot older than he's not not 22 no millennials no millennials aren't people who are born at the millennium are they it's something no it's it, it, it's the, from the, about eighty five upwards. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, oh, okay. It's weird. The cut off. Like, well, I'm just Generation X because I was born in seventy nine, and that was like yeah. the cut off. And eighty was something else. The very lucky. We, is, they call us the lucky generation. Eighties and I think eighty onwards is millennial. I think. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Um, generation yeah. X. All the all all the old bastards. All the old forty ish. All the old fifty ish. All the old bastards out there. They call us the lucky generation because we lived before the internet. Then just yeah. old enough so we understand the internet. And also young enough so we don't live through horrendous climate change so we can just see the beginnings of it. Do you know why space is so good? Because they made that at the same age as Ian Sterling. They, they were younger than Ian Sterling. I think Ian Sterling they was were younger. Th- well, yeah, they, they were like 29, 30. They were like in the late 20s, early 30s when they made space. You know and the same good. age he is. So. It's because they sat down. They had a good idea and they sat down and they worked hard at it. Yeah. 
That's what they did. That's yeah. right. They he grafted were... at it. Ian Sterling probably got a little bit of a boost and they say, you know, you could do just like Josh has done because Josh, what's his name? Willicum, he's got a show. It's called Josh, hasn't he? Yeah. You could do that. Or Ooh, like, like next. Well, yeah, we should watch all just... them. Ramesh R- R- Ranganathan did one, didn't he? The way he did, yeah. uh, runs a pub or whatever. I'll be, I'll be intrigued to see what he did with that. Obviously, uh, Tom Davis has got King Gary. I haven't watched all of that because I think I, I, did, I find that so hard. I, to watch yeah, King I think, Gary. I think, I think, I think he's funny. But Tom Davis is great. I think on the podcast, I saw one he's joke hilarious. on the trailer for that that put me off totally. It's where he's in the woods and Romash Runganation says, "Yeah, he's no yeah, one's that trees," thick. and he says that thick line about the woods, the woods, and they get the trees. Yeah, it's like, I get it's like no one, mate. Come yeah, on, no. Tom, there's, Tom, not, there's, there's no point. I'm he's not watching this. Podca- he's great on the podcast. He's great on the Wolf mate. He's, he's great me. on the Wolf and Owl podcast. And I think his, his yeah, his comedy's good. He, he's a funny guy, but that yeah, yeah unfortunately, you can't yeah, do that. It's, it's, Have yeah, you seen Murder and Successville? Yes, that's quite. That's funny. I that's, quite like that. Yeah, that was good. Like that was good. That was good. I, I rate that over King Gary, if I'm honest. Tom, if you're listening, I was thinking about doing a shout. out like sending him an email to, to get. Oh, you'd like that. Getting them to and like, talking about exactly what we're doing. Go, look, I listen to but yours is one of the few podcasts I actually Please listen don't to. Talk about it, asking him to listen to this. No, no, get yeah, a mutual finger. Please don't. It's enough. No, I can't mate. now. I can't now because I'm right, fucking. Anyway. I've just dissed so him. He's... Sterling sees buffering as a hybrid of sitcom styles. It's a zippy gag dense because it's for ITV. Uh, studio comedy that features a sort of narrative threads you might expect to see in a gritty sad com. <laughs> the second episode ends gritty. with Ian and his on-off girlfriend, who also produces the kids show he presents, experiences a miscarriage. Sterling and co-creator Steve Bajega wanted to ape the feel of a fast-paced US shows they love, such as Modern Family and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but they're also determined to include more dramatic storylines that are genuine, heartfelt and sincere. We know Modern the- Family in Britain Nine Nine—they're like the proper family-oriented, and they don't have swearing in it. He's, he was basically his whole bit was like going like, oh, "I've got to say fuck as soon as the cameras go off." I've got to like, "Yeah, fuck you, puppet man!" Blah blah blah. Like he couldn't wait to do that. Was obviously that was the first scene, and he's going, "Oh yeah, we want to do something like you know Modern Family or fucking Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is like totally like." really vanilla yeah. they're just naming comedies I like yeah um, but it's not as good as either of those shows like, I don't I'm Brooklyn Nine-Nine but it's a nice it's quite it's alright for a safe show but it's nowhere near as good as Bob's Burgers or Parks and Rec or yeah, they're cartoons aren't Community they? Uh, we no, know the perce- one of them's a cartoon we know the perception of a sitcom coming on ITV2 straight after Love Island so we thought let's try and Trojan horse some stuff in there he says they decided miscarriage would be an apt topic <laughs> Because his missus is pregnant? What the fuck? Me and a few of the writers have gone through things like that, so we have first-hand experience. Okay. Well, let me just say this. Yeah. Now, I haven't gone through something like miscarriage. Me either. And so you would expect, if I was going to write a sitcom, I would like write it how Ian had written it, because I'd never been through it. They do not write that as if someone who has been through it, I don't think, personally. They write as someone who's... You don't think any of them have watching that because they do it so light-heartedly. What was the episode where the bird... What was the episode where the woman was meant to be writing for two... There's two two episodes. She's like, oh, pay attention to this. Was it the Jessie Cave? Was it her? No, there wasn't. There's another woman. There's There's another another, another woman. A lady wrote two episodes at the end. Yeah, because I was like, well, if this is all written by two blokes, this is shocking. But there was two episodes written by this woman. And I think she got involved with you one wouldn't of notice. With the, you wouldn't notice. <laughs> Same as all the but other ones. There was ones. a scene when they talk about the miscarriage. So it turns out the kooky character with the glasses, right? And there was there was a scene earlier on as well, which I quite the Tamagotchi bit was quite well written. I mean, ish. I mean, not, I, didn't, I wasn't like laugh out loud funny, but I was like, okay, that's bearable. I, the, the, the back and forth was quite good. The comedy back and forth. What well, mid level comedy? I've got one thing I just remembered. <laughs> it's hard to Before explain. Before you say, I have got something I can explain about it. Yeah. Is 
to Ian, they keep saying to him, you need to show your emotions about the miscarriage, Ian. You can't just keep doing jokes and that to hide it and get away from yeah. it. But he never shows he emotion about he it. And he does jokes all the way through. And the woman, she keeps saying, oh, I haven't, I don't feel sad about this yet. I still don't feel anything. I'm waiting for it to kick in. So I'm waiting to feel my sadness and cry. So in, in turn, she never feels sad and does jokes all the way through and shit. I'll so it's like both of them don't accept it, but you never see them accept it either. I'll say this, yeah, he can't emote. He, he's not that bad. The lines he's written, like the comedy lines he's written for himself, he does quite well. He does them quite naturally. So he won't wait. It doesn't wait for the line to finish. He'll inter- that, that's good acting when where the lines bleed into each other. So, so it's, 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 that's realistic. That you know, so I'm giving him his dues there. So he's done a bit, but he can't emote. He couldn't do the he couldn't do the pathos. He could not do the. Yeah, you're like, oh, was he pushing it all down? He didn't really do it. It was like, oh, you're waiting for him to do his crying bit and go, oh, now he's going to break that. And he never did. If he'd done that bit well, that might have, it wouldn't have saved the show. But I'd have a lot more respect for it, I think, than mm. I do now. Because um, that's why I think Ricky Gervais is far better. So he did, he did, he did emotional. He does pathos really well. He actually like in extras. Uh, there's a bit he does in that and I think he does actually squirt a few and he does actually manage to cr- cry whereas like yeah, you couldn't see it. Ian Sterling came in was like did the uh, did like a fake cry and then everyone hugged him and, was, like, and you were meant to feel something for him but it didn't work Ian sorry if you were, that's what you're going for I want to see Ian Sterling cry <laughs> but he'll cry after he's heard this uh, <laughs> I fucking would I mean I, yeah I think I really would if I was him no. Any, oh, no. here's a good bit about it. Let's carry on with this then. Uh, partly due to the agonising, protracted process of getting a new sitcom from the page to the screen, 33-year-old Sterling is no longer the creatively frustrated man-child. 33? He's old enough to know better. Buffering revolves around. Oh, he's a, 100%. He's, he's the same age as my brother. My brother's f- like my brother wouldn't make that shit. My brother no, would... but yes, he would. If it meant because if it meant he got on to TV. Oh yeah, sorry, he wouldn't have fucking heartbeat. About, sorry, tell it back. Jack and I would make that shit. I think he's already made it. I think. If, I think if, he's it made, if, if you could get on to TV. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. I would as well. That's what it's no, about. But he's already on TV. That's the thing. He's he's got a platform. Yeah, but... He could have done something special. He could have made the next space. Or whatever. He could have made something good, but he to... can't because he's Ian Sterling. And he let's hasn't just got hear it. from the man himself because he. Let's just hear his own words <laughs> as to why he created it. Um, so, read it in his accent. Yeah, of course. Uh, buffering. Earlier this year, he had a baby with Love Island host Laura Whitmore. His wife's celebrity in the pair's association with a headline-grabbing reality show was bestowed upon Sterling a peculiar sort of fame. His personal life is now fodder for insatiable red-top clickbait. Yet he says making a show that draws on his real life actually feels like self-preservation. With a sitcom. The general underlying feelings and personality traits are all there, so people can get the idea of me, but it can't be taken out of context, which I like, he says. Unlike stand-up... now? Uh, what, where's he come from? <laughs> He's Scottish. Oh, is he? Scottish. I, 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 I talk like this. I take the piss out of people on Love Island. Oh, look is at he him. Scottish? He's Scottish? Oh, look, he's fingering her. Yeah. I can't see oh. what's going on. I thought it'd be a lot funnier if he's Scottish. Yeah. Unlike stand-up he's podcast interviews, he singles out a joke he once made about his overdraft and shopping habits during an interview with Love Island winners Jack and Danny, which was reported <laughs> as Ian Sterling is in debt because he buys too many shoes. No pound sterling was the son's headline. Then you got your mum going, do you need any money? Oh, God, he says, shuddering at the memory. Love Island and the tragic events that... Sorry, say that again. The tragic events. Love Island and the tragic events that sometimes surround it has helped make this sort of press conduct a national talking point. Sterling believes inserting a show into discussions about online trolling and mental health is often actually just as a distraction. We should be looking to where the actual problem is. But he also thinks the show has a 
has had a constructive effect. What Love Island has been great is, is making people more aware that people on social media are human. You could be Kim Kardashian, you're still a human being. You need to treat other human beings with respect and kindness and not be awful to people, which is funny because in his sitcom, he's awful to people all the way through it. Yeah. Like he goes to a postnatal class and there's this woman telling him stuff and he's just raising his eyes and going, oh, oh God, oh, oh God, like looking at the camera, mugging it off, mugging everyone off, like, oh, they're not me. Like constantly, uh, did, did, what astounds me as well is like the the same thing that they do in films. You know, when I've talked about Tinder. Tinder doesn't work that way. Maybe it does if like I don't know because he, if he's meant to be a sort of a celebrity. Because Samantha Janus, when he hooks up with Samantha Janus in the beginning, that happens. So he goes like, "Oh, I guess I should play the field, get on Tinder," and then one of them helps him out of a picture or whatever. Oh, we forgot to say about the, yeah, this whole sexting thing with Greg and this other the bird, like at the beginning, that thing. Well, this, basically, this Ian oh. Sterling sexts for her and some other bird sex texts for him. So they're both not they're both sexting for each so other. So the geeky Who's guy, the geeky anymore? guy, and the geeky Weird. the geeky little don't Asian worry about guy. It, don't no, it's, Who it's cares? pointless. Yeah, it's no, pointless. I can't. It's, it's too much. You won't be able to fucking... explain it, and then you'll forget. Yeah, and no, fuck up. If we get really do, angry about it, we were saying we could actually do like like the same way ruined it. The same way Red Letter Media did with the Phantom, like with the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, we can't. Listen to this. I just want to say one more thing about Ian Sterling. He's got a Twitch channel and he streams to s- oh. playing FIFA and he streams for like two hours at a time apparently. That's what it also it says on here. So you could, I might watch him on Twitch next week and get really obsessed. Or maybe I'm just going to put the phone down and stop talking about Ian Sterling. That's enough of this. You do like Scottish buffering. people on Twitch. That's it. It's over. Buffering is over. The end. I, I had more points. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, I said we, we, could, we could talk about how shit it is for ages. I, I like to think, again, with any sort of review that we, I ever do, I, I don't get my words you out right. You need to have a word for your mate, Chris, who's a producer, and ask him how stuff like that gets made. I was going to mention that because he's because we've spoken about little things like this before where he's been um, quite brittle about certain bits um, when I've spoken to him and not intending to sound critical. About he'll his go, own stuff. Yeah, about stuff he's done. But he's done. But, that, yeah. that, but he'll say uh, that's... He'll make points of reference. So he'll do similar to what you were doing earlier he'll go yeah but harry hill always does that and then we wanted to introduce a little bit of the sort of feeling of vic and bob and that's why this sort of came on and you're like oh, i wasn't even thinking of it down those yeah. ways i just thought um and i think basically anyone does anything to get a show on like the the thing of like a spaced it's so fucking rare. They're looking for stuff now. I know they are because he was like, people just do nothing was massive for the BBC. Yeah. Much more bigger than they thought it was going to be. And they go, they're looking for that sort of thing that is, because we could criticise that as much as you want, but it was just those guys just did it and then built and built and built. And that was good. That's taking the office. Thing. That's taking obviously what the office really started. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, there's probably. There's probably earlier. I mean, Spinal Tap. You could go Spinal back. to Spinal Tap, and like yeah. obviously, Rob Reiner directed. Uh, yeah, going on. Best stand in show. By me. Um, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so stuff. I mean, yeah. Spinal Tap. That's the earliest example I can think of it. <laughs> but I mean, but what people uh, just do nothing did was take it. Obviously, the office took it one step step further, and then but people just do ugh, people just do nothing. Sort of did it again. They took it another step further, I think. Well, not, yeah. not taking a step further, just put it in a different environment. And different an environment, context. Yeah, yeah different context. It. And then, but then when with this country, obviously this country doing it again. And for me, yeah, it works a little bit. There's some bits in it that I'm like, yeah, but I've not, I haven't sat, I haven't done a whole seat. But uh, to be fair, I haven't done a whole, I haven't done all of people just do nothing. I think I've seen one, I've probably seen yeah. about six full, full episodes. I've seen two or three episodes of this country. And then I'm like, yeah, I get it. Well, yeah, so I'm not, I guess the thing is, it's like um, that, 
because a lot of things get done by people in writing rooms or production companies are trying to come up with something. They'll go, and this person will be a good vehicle for it and we'll do this script and we'll get them in to do this and then someone will come on board and they might be a stand-up comedian and go, actually, I want to do the script myself. I'd like to yeah. do some bits. And they have to make the balance whether they want to do that if the idea or, you know, it, it, everything's done by fucking committee. So yeah. when you have something come along like, um, you know, like people just do nothing, if they've got that, yeah. already encapsulated and it can just like grow from that it, then that ends up being a bit more successful than say um you know some of the stuff they try and channel for where they'll go oh we'll just give this person a show we'll give them like three big episodes nasty. we'll do this yeah big enough you know they got right do, we want this to move along in this direction yeah. so we'll luckily Mo Gilligan, show. So really it's really for me that was the mo gilligan show wasn't it like the it number- was it was yeah because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's brilliant he's great i like him he's good on celebrity goggle box and was it called the mo gilligan show then first of all no no i'm no, saying no, it should have been i mean because nice. he's be, yeah he's got he's now got his own 100%. show and it's like why do they even fucking bother with big nasty because it's appealing to some like youth crowd or whatever because he's got an mc type like yeah because he's an yeah, mc i mo- guess like, i don't know well, fuck I, knows no no it was it was it was yeah. appealing to a certain demographic yeah. and Mo's got within that but Mo's also been doing stand-up for years yeah and exactly so very bit... good at presenting yeah and then they then they quickly realized because my friend was working on that show as a producer for that so that actually if you go through Mo like stuff gets done the show keeps going yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You, that, and he eventually just got sidelined <laughs> yeah. big nasty I mean big nasty some people still think he's a really good character yeah he's but, a character um, right yeah you know, but Mo Gilligan sort of blossomed from that, didn't he? Yeah. The same as Bob Mortimer, Vic Reeves, isn't it? Not he really. Yeah. No, no, but then Vic Reeves started it all. Yeah, I no, think. Vic, no, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer are completely different because Vic Reeves is, yeah, as you said, all. Yeah, he's still got something about him, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's definitely got something about it, but he's yeah, he's not. He and he's great on shooting stars. You could Bob Mortimer couldn't do shooting stars by himself. hundred no, percent. You need no, both I mean, of them, but he sort it, of like grew. a lot of the, that. Yeah, that crazy from fucking, what he was, he was just like a. Yeah, like but he's not naturally player. a Jim Moore. When you see him interviewed and stuff, you, he would not be able to. You're not going to watch Jim Moore and White House go fishing, like. I think you're a legend. I was really pleased to meet you, Mr. Reeves. I think you're a legend. That's, that's what he said. If I met him, yeah. I'm really pleased to meet you, Mr. Reeves. Like, My name's Jim. Um, oh, your real name's, name's Jim. Jim. I think fine, you're an yeah, absolute okay. legend. Well, he does a show, doesn't he? He does a podcast with. Does he? Um, Who ha- doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Exactly. What's a podcast? Uh, he does it with. Um, oh, hello and welcome tonight. It's the beat. Oh, Jules Holland. Yes, Jules That's Holland. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, does he? They're, they're good because they were good on Celebrity Goggle Box together, actually. Is it good? Have you heard it? They're, they're actually, yeah. Uh, it's all right. It's they weird. good guests. Um, him and him and Jules Holland are like white, more like White House and Mortimer are together. Yeah, yeah. Like it's weird. It's like, so he's actually funnier. He's actually funnier with Jules Holland than he is with Bob Mortimer, I think. Oh, on Celebrity Goggle Box, anyway. What's it called? Do you remember what it's called? I think it is like... Um, uh, tonight, Lady Smith, Black Mimosa. Jim and... Jim and, Jules. Jim, Jim, Jim and Jules. Jim and Jules. Like they were. Uh, Jules Holland was. Uh, he was funny on Celebrity Gogglebox. He was actually funnier than mm. Vic Reeves. Jules and Jim's Joyride. That's what it's called. Ah, okay. That's it. And they're doing a podcast. Well, I, I wouldn't mind listening to that because Jules Hill. Jules Holland was surprisingly funny to me. I thought on Celebrity Gogglebox. Yeah, I don't good. know about you. Like uh, it's only half hour long. Either, so it's a nice yeah. little. And so, he's a good musician. I was thinking, and the one I was talking about earlier was Gone Medieval. By the way, that um, podcast I was talking about earlier was Gone Medieval. Just in case anyone wants to listen to that as well, that comes out a couple of times a week. There, it's from the History Channel. They do history hits, and it's these two different doctors come on and talk about really dry subjects. I.e., <laughs> the recent one I've been talking about is bunions in Cambridge. Oh, yeah. so 
We don't talk about choice subjects here of the Idle Matinee boys. <laughs> we don't. I'm sitting up now. Because Anybody the... want a book? Anyone want a yeah, book? Yeah, let's whack another book on before we come to Greg's Big Food Subject because that will make him okay, calm down a bit. Okay, page 94. <laughs> Give Drake something to say for a bit. <laughs> okay, page 94. This book is Art it. Theory for Beginners. Nice. And it's Post-Impressionism. So the art that came after and was informed by Impressionism is collectively known as Post-Impressionism. The movement represents the gradual break of ideas of naturalistic representation in art. Um, key, key post-impressionists are Paul Cezanne, Vincent oh. van Gogh, and Paul oh, yeah. Gogan. Who oh, yeah. he was the one? Wasn't he the one who went off to the um, Pacific Isles and fiddled all those young island girls? Which what? Say again? Paul Gogan. Oh, Gogan. Gogan. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Well, you go Gan when you go Gan. Yeah. You go, Gan. Yeah, you go, Gan. So, uh, no, don't go, Gan. That's what we're promoting. <laughs> you go, no, Gan. No, 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 yeah, yeah. you do. No, so it's not the 1980s. So I keep forgetting my age. I was just doing wordplay and you go, girl. Yeah, not sorry. like, yeah. You go, Gan. <laughs> no, no, don't go, Gan. They're all over 18. I said, I, I, just, I just want to say because I look like a dick, so I went like Picasso. Picasso's cubist, cubism. I was thinking, yeah, that would have come Phew, after. This guy's well intelligent. You wanted uh, to talk about food this week, didn't you? Playing food. So tell us all about food. <laughs> food began when... And do this food song first. Uh, uh, do the song about food. Just kick it off. Okay. Uh, McDonald's, McDonald's. No, and the original song, and pizza please. Hut, and, uh, uh, no, I'm not going to do an original song. Okay. <laughs> Start with the word food, food and go work from there. <laughs> food. <laughs> I, lo- I love you. You can love you. Can find food Food's what I need. Meat. When I feed, when I need to when feed tomorrow's poo, to, to, tomorrow's poo in the loo. I know we're going. I, look, I know quite a few rhymes: poo, loo, etc. Like, yeah, we. It's funny, yeah. isn't it? How quickly you go. From, well, there's. That's some so, of what I want to talk about. So you want to ask some food questions? How, how how ridiculous and banal food actually is when they're talking about like like it is a weird thing. Don't you think eating food is strange? Like as I mean, as any sort of organic being, don't you think it's I funny? Think all of it's going strange. Like, in order strange. to survive, we must go nom 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 nom, and then go and then <laughs> put stuff in a hole in our heads, and then make it come out another <laughs> hole. It's just a funny thing. I well, don't look at it like I that. Should... That's why I come. Um, <laughs> I should say, Sagan. I should say this for the brown bear. You're like Carl Sagan. Have you guys ever thought about food? Yeah, it does, it? <laughs> little br- little blue dot. <laughs> That was like little blue dot. <laughs> that is honestly, it's only something I've thought about in recent years. It's I'm really like, profound. how weird eating food actually is. It's like, oh, and then we have to make toilets to, to, for the for the food for the food because it comes out smelly. It goes in really nice, comes out really smelly. Anyway, <laughs> that, that, that's not. The, <laughs> we're not touching on the questions. I want to subject of the week. <laughs> Isn't it weird though? Because we spend so much time. You should have saved looking, this for your brown bear. I know. Yeah, maybe I should save this for the brown bear. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Yeah, but I <laughs> we thought we spent so much this. time looking for food. I thought you'd had loads. Paying of, for food. You've done loads of behind the scenes work about you, questions you're going to ask us when, about if food. You take, no, if you take about a, something when you had a shit. Yeah, like I've, I've spent ages, a whole day thinking about what to have for dinner and. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, what's happening? Space dinner? Raiders, well, potatoes. we get the money to have for dinner. Well, I've got the money to get dinner. It's not that bad. Space Raiders, you, you come home with different bags of <laughs> different shaped potatoes, yeah. like Space Raiders ones. But you ruin your day, you're like, oh god, what are we going to eat later? Fries. What are we going to eat later? But then you could just like do something to take your mind off food, like some drugs or something. You're like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take. Do you recommend that for families? Hey? Like a family of four. Yeah, yeah especially like kids I'm hungry, hungry. Just Dad. give them some speed. Just put some speed on their cornflakes in the morning. Then they won't want dinner. 
Exactly. Because fresh fruit and veg are so expensive nowadays. <laughs> but they won't eat till the next day. The, the question's here. I'm not going to get on about how how weird I think and how we should have pills sometimes when we don't want to eat. And yeah, and we could we could split the fucking atom, but we can't make. So when was food, food invented? That's a know. question we've had sent in. When was food invented? Um, I didn't actually know that. I was watching that fucking history, history of all mankind, and there was an actual date. They put a rough date on. And it was a woman, apparently, who first took great, like, first worked out how to harvest grain or something. And she was called Food... Food Eater. Food Eater. No, no shit, it's rubbish. No, so what were they doing before that? That is, that is loosely... That is, it was a woman who found food, who found out how to, like, make food. What, like, grain? Yes, I, I need... I was meant to look that up before. So let's again. just slow this Fuck down a bit. bit. Okay. Slow it down a bit. So there's yeah, a woman yeah. who worked out how to get grain and make that into bread, or, or something. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let me. Let me. We'll, we'll do some housekeeping on this next week for that bit. Okay. Do, doesn't matter. Okay. Look. So this is before writing. Yeah. Look, look, so they look, look. maybe told each other for several thousand years. There was a thing I was going to do on the podcast where I wrote down the history of the history of all mankind. It's one of these great documentaries I watched, a bit like the one on uranium. But it was very significant things, like very interesting. So, like Armageddon or something was the first place where a battle happened. That's why it's Armag. That's why I have the term Armageddon because that was yeah. the very first war that was recorded. And it had all these things listed, like the first things, the first writing, the first yeah, and the first food. I can't remember. It was the first like farming, the first examples of farming, and like yeah, and it was and it's down to it was a woman of some uh, some her uh, name I can't remember. Anyway, ancient proper ancient history. The question I want to ask you was. Last meal, what would it be? Death row, last Ooh, meal. Good one. That, that's the first one, but the next one's because that's, that could be quite Ooh, great. Quick. Let's that answer be that quite question quick. then. But let's, okay, let's say you've got. Let's answer that question then. No, but let, uh, let me just make it clear though. So the last meal, I, I've I've not I've not been on death row, and I'm not sure how many courses you get. I'm assuming let's say you're not allowed all, anymore. Hey? They've got that. They've stopped that privilege. Oh, they stopped. Have they? Because people were ordering ridiculous stuff. <laughs> out, yes, uh, so, like, so they they were like stay like, their sentences. No, yeah. yeah, people were going, and I'll have like New Zealand lamb. Horses, yeah, yeah. And I'll have, yeah. <laughs> New Zealand and, lamb, and yeah, some other weird shit. Yeah, that they can't row, get. So, but let's say they're still doing it. Your last okay. meal, and you've got okay. My last meal, a digestive and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> some bread. I'm a man's man. Just a digestive yeah, and a cigarette. And a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't get a cheeky conjugal. I didn't say right. Last last meal and favourite. Cheeky conjugal. You're right. It was a and quick favorite, question. And favorite sex act. Favorite sex act in a conjugal. You're right. It was a well quick question. No, it's not. What well, you haven't told me the fucking. So you said digestive. So digestive is a cigarette, and he yeah. said bacon sandwich yeah, and a hand so job. Two comedy answers. I know for a fact you both like food more than oh, that. Oh, sorry. We've got to give yeah, you a different answer. I love, okay. I'm, What's the crime? Okay, no, no, last, fair enough. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. Shavey's <laughs> not on camera. Oh. He's masturbating for the <laughs> listeners now. Yeah, he stood up there. Oh, he is. stood up. He's, there we go. Improv. I got the real motion then. Right. So yeah, so you want a different meal than the ones we said. You want to keep going until you find a meal that satisfies no, okay. you. So I, I think that one was going to be a, a quick answer. Okay, um, burger, chips, um, okay, cool. fries, you, yeah. like, not, I, 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 mushrooms. That's good that you say that. Because, Thanks. Because if you were going to ask me, I'd be like, I'd be, I wouldn't be able to eat because I'm so worried about fucking dying. What you done all those kids? Hey, you'd be worried. You regret well, what no, you did I with all those no, kids. I'd be, no, because. No, because I wouldn't care. That. I wouldn't care about and that. that if I had, look, if I had done that, you'd be thinking about are, that woman you tied look, up. Trust me, if I'd done any of that, the grain discoverer. If I'd done any of that, it's because I didn't. I wouldn't care. People like that don't care. They, if you fuck loads of kids, you don't care. You sound like you know a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I don't care about that. I'm more bothered about. You know, also, I don't know. It's a weird what's one. The perfect past, meal to cook for a first past. date. Look, what's the perfect meal you'd cook for a first date? I know date? what Greg would like. He'd like a baby, and he'd have it like he'd have it like a marshmallow. And when he's finished that bit, he'd take that bit off, and there'd be another little baby underneath it as he'd take off the skin and eat that. In all reality, whether I'd done the crime or not, I think think at that last moment, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. Look, ask me what I want to eat now. I'm I'm really not 12 baby roast. You'd be, would you be able to go like, mm, yeah, yum, yum, and just totally but level yourself? Die. Yeah, I don't know. just switching off. But, yeah, but then they say that about criminals, don't they? It's like, yeah, when you know, when you've done it, they, the guy fucking sleeps. Like he's you like, yeah, a toddler with smaller and smaller children inside it. You know, guilty guy he sleeps because he's like, yeah, I've done it, and he's fucking yeah, cool, and lays back and sleeps. But I'm not, I'm not a guilty guy, so I'm putting myself in that situation. I'm like, well, I'm innocent for starters, and yeah, I'm about to be killed. But I would have made my piece. Death I guess. Row. Might not be death row. Last meal. Does it, does it mean that? If we give you the last meal answer, it's the one that we would say if we're on death row. Or is it just like, say you've got terminal cancer and we know tomorrow you're not going to make the night, you know. And there you go, that's, that's better. Yeah, put it that way, because then I can answer that one as well. Because me, yeah. me, I wouldn't be able to eat. My, I'm too nervous. I've got a nervous disposition. And, and I, my brain affects, I've psychosomatically I affects my stomach. I scream last meal for, like you just said cancer yes can't eat very well throat's filling no, up no 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 not like that like you oh. can't eat very well like you're gonna you know you're gonna die there's not because you're getting put to death but it's like oh but you're hungry and you want to get a meal in so you like you know you're gonna die but you're still physically capable of yeah, eating yeah but my throat's oh, I've got no, esophagus cancer it's not physically like you're still in perfect working order you can eat whatever <laughs> But you've okay. got to go through your ass. Are you, you saying you have got it? Oh. Hot dogs. I'll have loads of hot dogs. Uh, hot dog water. Right, yeah. I'll just have a glass of hot dog hot water, dog please. Water. <laughs> I'd show off my... Before I went, I'd show off my um, my children and my loved ones and hopefully grandchildren, if that becomes the time, my trick where I can swallow hot sausages whole. <laughs> Last time I did it, it caused me to throw up, but I wouldn't have to worry about it if I know I'm going to be dead at the end of this. Yeah. I'd probably push it because if I was choking, they came to, like, you know, do the Heimlich maneuver and do I some the sausage flies out. Like, I mean, I'll oh, no, oh, no, shabba, more, just keep going. No, no, I'm okay. Son, what's this? It's how I wanted to go. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. You Probably steak think. and chips. No, oh, nice, nice, simple meal for a simple man. <laughs> simple um, meal for a simple I, I man. I haven't really thought. I've, uh, steak and chips, please. I, I was, I was going to ask you guys. I haven't really thought about yeah, it. You have asked us. We've answered it five no, I've times. Got much better and you not listen to every answer. Uh, scrambled egg question. and faggots. You say again. Scrambled, scrambled egg and faggots. Scrambled egg and faggots. You got a better question. Uh, I've got a much Chris. better question though. Come a on, much okay. better question. Because I, I, I assumed that one was going to be a white was going. Oh, whatever, man. Yeah, fuck it. Like hippies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Whatever, man. A baby, man. Eat a baby. Come on, answer the other question, anyway, please. Um, it's okay. There's Island. Ah, oh, great. There's Island. There's Island. Okay. I could never eat one though. What? Because you get like oh, dessert Island. <laughs> hey, woohoo! Uh, all cylinders. Ian Sterling uh, style. <laughs> oh, this is a little bit of him's rubbed off on me. What, if Jack Whitehall and Ian Sterling did a podcast, it's it probably like got. this. <laughs> oh, that's horribly insane. That. I'm posh. He's Scottish. <laughs> posh and Scottish. And I'm swearing. <laughs> fucking hell. I, swear. I can't swear. And, on and the I choose not to swear. Fucking cunts. Uh, um, right. Anyway, come on. So, yeah, this is a great question. Desert Island. You've got three foods. You've just, so you've got, to, you've, you've got to be on a desert island for the rest of your life. Or 
say 40 years so there's hope at the end it gets a bit bleak if you go for the rest of your life I'll oh, fuck it I'll kill myself let's say I'm not five years okay no you're yeah, going to five years let's say five years, years yeah. like you'd lose all touch reality let's say fucking outcast style yeah, uh, so not and outcast. you can't what and you can't subsidise it with getting a bit of kelp and no, um, no, 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 and Boom. then I'd have to think of something like sampire, something that was a a green vegetable that had a lot of nutrient, like a chard, something like that. See, I or I, maybe a garlic. See, this is it. It's, it's interesting when it's just three foods because you know that three foods obviously make up it. You make a decent meal out of three food groups. Obviously, you get your potato. You say you got your meat, your potatoes, and your greens. Boom, you got a meal there, right? But to work out over five for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, it's got to sustain three, you for five yeah, years. Yeah. It's not what three fuel. foods. Yeah, it's not. It's not just. It's just not just that evening meal. Like obviously, you go like, well, steak, chips, and some broccoli, or whatever. You could have that, but then having that all the time. Yeah. You, you can't so you know it. you can get that stuff called Huel, human fuel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's invented by guys. Invented guy. in Yeah, that's right. And that's all like massive now. It's well in America called Solar, and that's meant to be all your nutrients in a powder, but it tastes but, disgusting. Any- yeah. Don't you think any three foods though would be um, awful? There's no three foods where you'll go. Oh, Eat that's every the best day. Combination because actually after well, no, six I've, months you'll I've be thought like, about oh, that. Oh, fuck. I've thought about that and I've worked out how what different sort of food group the different meats I've eaten. Well, should I give you mine first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can yeah. give us yours because yeah. you've obviously been thinking about yeah, this no, and yeah, you've I've worked out mine, the yeah. perfect food you should take. Not really. It's not the perfect. So, well, no, please. <laughs> let me just not just, stop you there. Yeah, yeah. So we're coming in as amateurs on this. So I'm going to no, go with yeah. olives, halloumi. And the other food you've got to have is what's the other one? Oh shit, there was one more. You want protein in there, don't yeah. you? Yeah, olives, halloumi, protein. Halloumi will have a bit protein. No it's going to be mostly fat. It's got no starch. no starch. Yeah, those are bad choices. If I'm honest, oh. olives aren't bad. I like, olives for the oil be good for the skin. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, that's why I did coconut. I mean, I you need meat and potatoes. I mean, <laughs> you need meat and potatoes. If I'm honest, meat and potatoes and some form of veg or fruit. That's that's my reasoning. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. So you go carrot. Yeah, let's go carrot. Yeah, that's a good choice. Tro- that's actually I didn't even think carrot. I'm, I might change what mine originally was. So carrot. here we go. Here's what you should be eating. Here comes bear grills. So, no, no, okay, so you're going carrot for your fr- for your veg. Yeah. So what about the meat and potatoes? I fucked up. I'll be dead within three months. <laughs> no, not- you get to you can think about it. You don't. Well, you go with your big choice. boys. Well, I think about it. You well, know, you know. I'm, that's the trouble. You know what you mine, should be eating, and we don't. Okay, I've thought about it, and I'm like. Because you need, so- I think you need something sweet. So I'm, I, I'd, for- I'd, for- I'd go, I'd forgo the veg. Fo- I, one sec, I can imagine in bed thinking about this for hours and hours and going, no shit, not that, not that. Yeah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm so fucking stupid. No, no, honestly, no. slapping himself. No, yeah. the funny thing about this is because I'm, I eat less food than any of you. I'm, I'm a very fussy eater, and I, I don't eat that much. So it was probably easier for me to think about than it would be for you. That's why it was quite. I thought it'd be a good question it's for like you guys Nikki as well. Big brother. Um, but no, I thought. I, th- I was thinking, right, so for breakfast, for example, if you've got to eat three and you're used to eating something in the morning, so I think fruit, you'd have fruit rather than a vegetable. Just oh, have hello. fruit. Have a fruit, because you don't eat vegetables in the morning, do you? <laughs> Alan Garvin. <laughs> just, just have a little fruit oh. there going, oh, hello. Um, oh, it, it, forget, you forget about food. If you're like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not hungry anymore. That little gay guy's here going, hello. So I don't need food. 
Uh, no, no, isn't, that's bad calling someone. Look, a fruit. Come on, man. You can't. That's uh, it's wrong. I think is it wrong to do an impression of a gay guy when you say fruit? I don't know. Is it? Look, we, I Come love on, gay man, guys. Carry on. I love gay guys. I love gay guys. I'm not the one calling yeah. fruits. Right. No, no one listens. This not wrong. So You're doing what, it for my, yourself. My, so I'd go with a nice breakfast apple, which you can also enjoy mm. after. Yeah, apples. <laughs> you can also put up your bum. <laughs> apple, apple or melon? Because apple. I, I thought about the no, fruit apple. I eat the most. Apple. Oh, I eat apples the most. Yeah. <laughs> if you put it up your ass, I well. said you can put it up your bum. And you said, "Oh, apple or melon." As soon as I said that, fucking hell, man! You're adventurous. Apple or melon? Melon, definitely then. Because over a long period of time, you would get the, you would be able to stretch your arsehole wider. Yeah. Obviously, five years, five years you get a melon. Long time stretching. Five years of apples, you get a melon. You up, really man. want a melon after a few years of apples? <laughs> no, look, okay. So even I melon- always want to be able to run if a ship goes past, not go. Oh, I've just been practicing widening my arse with this melon. I can't uh, run. Get rescued with two melons inside so, you. Apples, <laughs> apples or melons for stuff for, for one of your food groups. Or put it up your ass. Either way, either or. Um, so, because <laughs> you think about it, you go up in the morning, you're like, oh, I don't feel that hungry. Wait a minute, you said start with fruit, and then you said, oh, apple is the fruit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry, we're still on fruit, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and potatoes. Fruit. Sorry, yeah. Potatoes, obviously, because you can do shitloads. I, I, I love potatoes. I do roast potatoes for my family at Christmas. So you start with I'm the really apple, potatoes. dinner's potatoes. Chips, I'm into all sorts of chips, potatoes, anything you do with potato. Mash over. Dauphinois. Uh, don't, I, see, Dauphinois a lot of the time has cheese in it. See, I'm fussy. I'm a fussy. Yeah. I don't eat cheese. Crisps. Um, more about that in my stand-up crisps. later. No. Um, crisps. <laughs> crisps. You can make your own crisps on the island. Yes, exactly. Potatoes are a very versatile thing. So I was thinking, to begin with, I was thinking, no, you can't even change it. It's got to be one form of potato. So you can only have chips, fried chips. But, but that'd be horrible. The other like, thing, not, you'd like this choice. Do you know what else you could do with potatoes, which you could also do with apples. But if you had a female company for a long time, you could put two under your top. And start feeding them like they're yeah. boobs, like potato yeah, boobs. Honestly, after whatever you do, <laughs> after a year of this, it could just be dry flour. You wouldn't give a shit. There'll be no pleasure from eating any of that anyway. Yeah, but so it doesn't matter. Greg's got a combination of making it work. When he gives us his last food, then he's going to give us oh, the yeah. combination. It's chicken, obviously. Chicken. Oh, it's chicken. <laughs> it's chicken. Because <laughs> they, they lay eggs as well. I don't know. That was my little loophole. It's like, ah, then you get a cheeky few eggs out of Because if you've got I chickens, that you up, didn't it, in the week? It's not. I don't. I think Five rule, in the morning. I think the rule's got to be. I think that's cheating. Eggs. I think, I think the rule's got to be. Jumping out of bed. Eggs. <laughs> eggs. Ah. It's the, the thing is, I thought about all the meals I've eaten, right? If it's even so, just, if you do, if you say, what, take, so if I give you a date, no, no, you could take any given fucking week, twenty fourth yeah? August, nineteen ninety seven, guaranteed. Uh, in in a, any given week, out of seven days, I probably would have eaten chicken three of those days, and then tried to eat something else on the other days, just so I didn't eat chicken every day because I like chicken that much. So. And at the moment, especially with now with sea spiracy, and you're not meant to fucking eat fish, chickens to me is now like the only safe thing. There's lots of like bacon. You're not allowed to eat bacon, and you're not allowed to eat bacon on you sausages. Are. You're allowed to eat pork. No, I, I know you are. Of course, it, no one tells but me onions. What, no one tells me what to fucking do. <laughs> but I'm still I'm worried a little bit worried about my heart. What about but. onions? Because then if you need to cry, you could always like. I don't need onions to make me cry. I cried at fucking. I was, I was going to ask you this. Uh, not undercover boss. There was another one. What was I watching? made me cry it was one of these I fucking thought, um, programs you know, tonight's podcast I thought that was going to be like undercover boss where Johnny's going to turn up in a wig and pretend he's <laughs> someone else and say oh, I'm here to like just sit in on the podcast and at the end of it he'll give us a holiday uh, what was I watching the other day happy birthday Johnny there's something I was watching on uh, early morning TV it made me cry not cry not, not weep but like, Holmes under the hammer 
It was Holmes. No, it wasn't Holmes. It was. It wasn't Holmes. Was it a, the Kerry Katona thing about being able to piss in the sea? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Now nah, forget it. Move on. Okay. So, so, so yeah, chicken potatoes. So give us one of the recipes you could make with that. Well, I mean. I mean, <laughs> slice up the apple, put it in the chicken, <laughs> fried chicken with some potatoes on the side. and chips. I, I was specifically thinking of chicken goujons and chips, and how many times I've ordered chicken goujons and chips, or something similar, or fried chicken and chips, or half roast chicken and chips, or that's something you see uh, don't see on pub menus these days in, on pub fair menus. You know, traditional pub fair. Obviously, you haven't seen any of them for a long time because of COVID. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Um, no, but half roast chicken and chips. I can't remember the last time I saw that on a pub menu. You used to get that all the time. Any pub you go to, be like, half roast chicken is and this chips. A granddad rant. Part, yeah, this is a, let's call it a granddad, granddad rant. rant. I got, got chicken and chips. It's because of Brexit, isn't chicken it? And chips anymore. Yeah. It's all of, the chickens came from of, Europe. That doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> I tell you, give me a week and I'll be full on feral. I won't even be cooking the fucking chicken. The I just think being away out. from anyone and going right, I'm here for five years. I would just be like. Picking crabs up, taking a bite, oh, yeah. tossing them in the sea. Well, yes, yes, you would. Like, like fucking like Homer. I know. So it's, again, this is like a cyber prison. This is like a weird. It's like yeah, weird cyber prison. It's like you only get. It's, it's not. It's not a desert island because yeah. you're obviously we'd be looking for real fish. You know I mean, we probably eat the best food we've ever eaten because we found it ourselves. Learned how to do fire ourselves. Because that's an interesting thing, actually. That in Castaway, I like how they portray that. It's like well. You wouldn't just learn how to make fire, would you? It's like, oh, God, I've seen it. I know you've got to do sparks and stuff. And yeah. I quite like how they show him going through the... Obviously, it's very ed- it's edited well, so he, he's obviously learned within 15 minutes our time. But in his time, it looks... The way it's edited, it's taken no, a bit I of time. No, I just think it's acting. I think it's acting. I don't think he learned it. Oh, really? <laughs> well, Tom Hanks learns all this stuff. I've misunderstood, <laughs> I've misunderstood movies all this time. You need to be on an island, there's an island with just a shitload of heroin and just start eating so, yourself. Indiana Jones... Uh, you like chop your foot uh, off. So, um, chop your hand off. Darth Vader? So I've got a question about food for you anyway. Uh, so, did you used to play with your food? And did you ever get told off for playing with it when you were a kid? What kind of games I, did you play with your food? I um, used to work as a chef. There we and go. And there was a guy who was... He was a really competitive chef and he was a, he was a wanker. Um, nothing bad's happened to him since that I can remember, that I think of. But he was like a real bully. And to me, he was a bit of a skivvy at the time. I used to get the brunt of it. Now, he, um, I had to do the ve- all the veg prep in the veg prep bit, and it was loads of carrots to do. But because he was, he'd lot, he he'd been a right cunt to me, and the head chef had seen that and went, "Actually, you're on veg," and he got me to just do some commie chef stuff. So I was like, just keeping pans warm and chopping stuff up, and I was like, ah, loving keeping it. Keeping pants like, warm. So did you say pans or pants? <laughs> pans. 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 Okay. So I realised you meant pans. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you, said, I thought yeah. you meant pans, but then I thought, maybe... No, I heard pants, and then I knew he said pants, he said and pans, then I thought, I I'll pants. say it anyway, because I think it's Same funny. Man, but I just want to know. Yeah, no, I did. No, I, I, I didn't say it, because I was funny. No, I, I, I realised he probably meant pants. It was obviously pants. But then I thought it'd be so funny to say, did you say pants? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I kept all the pants warm. Ian Sterling. Scott. Yeah. Sorry. It's gone full stir. So kept them all warm. Anyway, the guy then um, who got had to do all the veg went into there, and what he'd done is because it's it's easy to peel carrots because you just put them in a tumbler like a, a thing for potatoes as well. You just have to clean it out and you just tumble them about and it takes all the skin off, but it rounds them off. And sometimes for a roast, you like them a little bit sharp if you're going to roast them. But anyway, he just tumbled them up and then he carved all the biggest carrots into knobs and had them all around him like that. It was like, oh, and I was like, oh, you're fucking weird, mate. 
Like I found it really funny, but I was like, no, I'm not going to let him have this. So I was like, you're weird. Look what he's done in there. And he wanted me to stand in there with him. And they were like, what on earth are you doing here? Because it was so out of kilter with his status and who he was in the kitchen. So he then like gave me loads of shit. I think I chopped off some heads of the carrots. <laughs> it was funny, but you now look like an immature idiot, even though I was the immature idiot. He then got me, locked me in the fridge for ages. <laughs> um, so oh. I was in there for ages, but when I got out, like, and I got out, from, some of the other chefs let me out, and they were like, oh, we'll get him back, because he loves his car. And he had an old Jag. And it wasn't... Sovereign? This is in the, I can't remember what it was. It was in the 90s. It was this long, sleek Sovereign, one. probably. Yeah, it yeah. was a bit of a, like, a, a, a rust bucket, but it was a nice car yeah. for, for him. So what I did is um, went and covered it completely in cling film and then just fucking threw rotten veg and everything all over it, put fish all in his radiator, like, really ranked it up. But uh, Sorry, but, you, covered it in, you covered it in cling film and then did that? Hey? Yes, because I knew he loved his car. So the cling, so most of it was just aesthetics, right? And then just, some of it was in his radio. Did the fish? Yeah, yeah, I find that fish. a bit weird. How you covered his car so you didn't damage his car, but then you <laughs> shoved fish in his radiator. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because the fish was a late payoff. Because yeah, he because he thought, oh, he didn't really do it. Su- yeah. He went absolutely fucking post. So he's like, oh, he's, he was he's like, I don't care if I lose my job. I'm going to hit the little ginger can. I'm going to fucking break it. And I was like, easy, easy. I was like, it's cling film. And everyone Hang was on. Like, he said little oh, ginger can, but you were smaller then. Because you're quite, you're not that small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in my, t- like, sort of younger teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, pulling, and he was like, that little bastard. And he was, and I was like, look, it's cling film. It's cling film. He's like, oh, yeah, all right. And then he looked really out of order. And everyone was like, can you just calm down? Like, you would do all the, like, carrot cocks and everything, you know, all this sort of thing. <laughs> calm down, go home. It's been a hard day. And he went home. It's like, you wanker. But then, obviously, by the time he got home, uh, oily fish all in the car. And fucked oh, uh, nice. his car up, yeah. So that was actually really a masterstroke, really, because you were like, you're like, oh no, look, I haven't really fucked it up because I, I right. put cling film over. And he's like, yeah. oh, he's our oh, good lad. He put cling right, film over. So he didn't got, really fuck it up. I got a question really about did. that then. So he the goes home. No, you're right. Yeah, he goes home. So he gets fish in it, and he was mad at you before. What happened next? <laughs> yeah, surely the little uh, ginger cunt's going to get it was, now. But because in part of it, when they were, when I was doing, they were like going. In my defence, they turned around and went. It wasn't just Chris who was doing it. There you go. Um, it was all of us. So he then took a... He was like, when he came in the next day, I straight away, when he was going, right, and he was talking to me, I was like smoking a fag. That's awful. I was like, honestly, mate, honestly, you saw I put the cling film on, I wouldn't do that. That's true. He was like, I know. Clever. I know. Yeah, very clever. Because he was like... But then he could, didn't know who the enemy was because I was like the, the lowest oh, that's down. Good. Yeah, perfect so prank. I was like... Yeah. That's perfect. I also... My, but one of my best mates there... He was like a uh, really sound lad. Um, he went because we were younger, he'd go and get us, we'd save up a load of money. Me and my mate Woody, here you go, here's some Wonga. And this guy would go and get us whatever booze we wanted. And um, we were like, we want, we want the most we can get for 50 quid. And uh, he goes, it'll just be too much because we gave him a holdall. He's like, there'll be too many cans in this. Would say that nowadays, would you? But he was like, there'll be too many cans. And we were like, uh, well, just get as, as much special brew as you can fill up the holdall. He was like, I'm not fucking going into... And we are like, oh, please, please. So off he went. And we were like, keep the change as well. So we end up with this holdall full of special brew. And we'd maybe got about a quarter of the way through it before we were like all throwing up and <laughs> passing out. I ended up... 
I ended up sleeping in the garage that night. Fucking awful. Because <laughs> um, I couldn't go back with my mate. Yeah. Was, was, so you, you were normal, like, that's the normal age you work in a pub, isn't it? Like, that sort of age. Because I, I was thinking, because uh, I worked in a pub when I was about 25. So in my head, like, you could, you might have been that age and, like, you wouldn't have been taking, like, as much shit off people then. I, I would no, have thought. No. no, I did really. My mate, Chris, he was, um, so he was doing uh, in the veg pit, funny enough. And he came up behind me. And he had a uh, wooden spoon and put it up the inside of my leg. And I went to look down. He goes, you look down and this knife will take your nuts off. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. I was like, Don't. And he went all the way up and he was like, can you feel that? Can you feel that? And I was like, yeah, I don't, please, mate, please. And he was like rubbing the spoon back and forwards. This hand, I was like, oh no, it's going through my trousers. It's going through like, he was like, oh, I could just cut like that. That's a good and joke. He's like, it's a fucking spoon, you idiot. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. So I then thought, I'll get him back. And I crept up behind him, but I had a knife. Just stabbed him and in the back. I went, and I went, uh, 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 and he went, fuck off, and just pushed his hand down like that. Oh no. It just went up to this bit, like that that webbing where your thumb is. Yeah, it yeah. just went straight oh, up. Oh, like man. I was like, oh. oh, I'm so sorry, mate. And we had to go and get him a wheelchair because he couldn't stand. And he was still like, it's all right, mate. It's all right. You didn't know. I was like, fucking hell. What a cut. I thought I was going to get sad. For anyone audio-wise audio or visual-wise, 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 he's saying down that bit and oh, audio-wise yeah. between the thumb and the forefinger, that webbing bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that, talk about cuts there. I heard today about the Japanese when on Okinawa Island, when the Americans were going... Where Mr Miyagi comes from. Yeah, when he was going through there, because that was like a buffer zone before the main part of, um, of, of Japan. Yeah. When they were going through there... All the Japanese were all in, but in these little holes, just hiding out, and that's why they were flame throwing them, and just going through and flame throwing, doing it really like, and doing it like you're killing ants or like vermin, all that. That's what they were having to do because the Japanese were like, "No, we're not coming out. We're not yeah. coming out. We're not like," and they couldn't blow them out. I'm still alive, and they're like shooting guns. So they're like, "Fucking out!" So they're like, "I burn But what they'd also do, the Japanese every now and again, they'd all run out the hole and grab an American and take him in. Yeah, and then just torture them. And this thing they do is like they cut you, you know where your fingers are, but the bones still go up to your wrists. Yeah. So they cut you all the way up, past your finger, all the way up. Yeah, yeah. like splinter your fingers. Yeah. Like on your hands. So you've got really long fingers going slapping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty and then cool. They do yeah. that with your feet. Yeah, it was awful. Lovely stuff. God, I love those jabs. Grim. Uh, jabs. Oh, I mean, I love the Take Japanese. Your hand to oh, the repair God. shop. Get them sew it up. Do you reckon, um, Greg Wallace? He's a guy that knows a lot about food because he's always on. Do you reckon he uses uh, has sex with food? No, I don't mean literally has sex with pieces of food, but he uses it in his sexual life. Oh, like nine and a half weeks, yeah, style, style or whatever, of puddings like, and mm. stuff like that, and wraps them over his like, breasts and his girlfriend's strawberries breasts. and nipples and shit. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can put run a beans it. up a woman's nose. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, I like pudding balls. I like runner beans. I like cracking eggs on their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit messy, Greg. I wasn't. I, think, I was thinking a bit more like chocolate and strawberries and stuff. Shut up. A slice of bacon over Shut the up. You love it. Yeah. Raw bacon. <laughs> Cracking an egg between their bum cheeks. You love it. Don't worry, that'll crisp up by the time we're finished. <laughs> So, you got any other food stories then, Chris, apart from that chef one? Um, yeah, no, my mate, you know, Dan, Dan, the um, feedback man, he, yeah, he won't, um, he doesn't eat cucumber anymore. Now he's a single man. Um, 
because he won't go and buy cucumbers because he thinks he'll be judged. Not if they're mixed with those other veg, though. Like buying one on its own oh, is a bit odd. He but... thinks he'll be judged. Yeah, so he won't buy, like, cucumbers or... Um, anything courgettes. Anything phallic, thinks... anything phallic. Like, so bananas? Yeah, he doesn't like bananas anyway. Me either. Rack- I think we, I think we so. talked about this, because I, do like, yeah. I don't like yellow things. Whoa. I don't like cheese or bananas. Rewind. <laughs> Who do you think he's going to be judged by? God. <laughs> uh, just people who see him shopping. Okay, well, wait know. a sec. Oh, he's buying <laughs> so a big cucumber. The reason behind this is what? Why did he pick that one? There's no cashiers yeah, anymore. Yeah. So he thinks he thinks like so. If he buys anything phallic like that, they, that anyone any shopkeeper is going to assume he's putting up his ass. Well, it wouldn't be the shopkeeper because yeah. you don't have to speak to him anymore, do well, you? No, you? Just yeah, do so, it yourself. Self so service. No, just other people that are there. Just other people. So, so he's like, oh, asked my girlfriend to buy him a cucumber before. I, I'll be honest, right? I do. I always find it a bit f- when I buy a cucumber. I do have a little thing like like. There is a little part of me that goes, ooh. To me, that's slightly odd. <laughs> if you're... But I don't stop buying it. I love to cucumber. Me, so, yeah. But do you shove it up your ass? No. Because <laughs> I would have thought, if you're I mean, someone that's worried about no. buying a cucumber because you're being perceived as you might shove it up your ass, and you maybe you will shove it up your ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Just a thought. Uh, the thing is... I don't know. That is that's very weird because I, I I like cucumber and I, I hate the, it's it's one of the up few. Up your ass. <laughs> yeah, my ass in my mouth. Whatever. Have you ever shoved <laughs> anything up your ass? ass? First, then mouth. Are you a power bottom? Are and you a he's... power bottom? <laughs> yeah, I push back. Um, yeah, and he used to say that to me. Dan would go um, if we were going if you got attacked in prison, and um, you know hypothetically you got attacked in prison and you did, like this it you got six guys they've pinned you down they're gonna do it. You know, and I'm trying to fill him with terror. He'd go and but he'd get up and go. I would shit them out. I'd shit them out. <laughs> like standing around, I wouldn't let it happen. Like he couldn't just sit there animated and go. Did you say what about well, when they smash awful. your head against the fucking shower wall and you're like concussed, and then your asshole no, just gapes open, and then they all just run a train on you while you were unconscious? Did you? Well, did it's you starting to make that me to think. That, well, it's starting to make me think that it's actually a real experience, the way he responds to that. <laughs> and then the cucumber thing. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. you, I'd start thinking now's the time to be gender fluid. <laughs> what, like the semen? Yeah. I'm not gay, but yeah. now's the so, time to get on that well, line. you guys, I'm gender fluid now. and uh... Every every semen's gender fluid. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true, yeah, isn't my it? My arsehole's just where it comes from. a vagina. So anyway, uh, great thing about food, but let's move back to where we all began... Stand by me. So you want to stand? So you got to stand? You got to stand by me. If you want to stand up, got to show me what you got. Got to stand by me. And that's what it sounded like if it was remade in 2021. So in the week, Greg said he's going to start doing movie retrospective. 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 Movies we've all seen and love. Yeah. And this week is going to be looking back at Stand By Me. Um, so if we could all get some stories uh, from the set, <laughs> stuff about the movie, the actors, the director, what it means to you, that would be really cool. Uh, you don't have to. He'll have some bits himself, but it might be more interesting for all of us and everyone listening if we had something to bring to it. So I brought something to it. Okay. Um, I brought an article about, cause we, as we were talking about food, I thought, well, Stand By Me at 30, why this Stephen King movie is timeless. And I've never actually seen it all the way through, so I'm so probably what, the wrong what, what, person you're to ask. Garbling loads of stuff then. You said Stephen at 30, it's not 30 years old. So you were looking at an article that's five years old. <laughs> oh, I just <laughs> well, that's a, I yeah, just yeah, found no, an article. No, no, it doesn't matter. No, you're right, though. I just found an article the, the about article. it. 
I don't really know anything about it, so I just I cheated. I just got a Rolling Stone you, article. That's fine. The article from five years ago is still going to be relevant today, isn't well, it? Well, I can't read it because it says subscribe to log in, and <laughs> oh, I right. haven't paid for Rolling Stone. So and that was your attempt. That was my mine, one attempt. Mine came up, the reason I wanted to talk about because uh, it just came up on my news feed, some Google shit on my news feed, and it's like, oh, uh, Rob Reiner and Keith Sutherland. Rob Reiner, who directed it. Um, and he's a very interesting director so I'll start with the guy who directed the film mm. to begin with so it's 1986 it's a, it's ev- most people start? know it. I've got a great one to start with yeah. before you begin yeah right okay the plot what you haven't seen this film well here's the plot <laughs> writer Gordy Richard Dreyfus returns to his childhood town after hearing his old best mate had been murdered we then flash back to when Geordie now Wheaton is a boy of 12 years old he's got three close friends Chris Phoenix Teddy Feldman and Vern oh, Jerry okay, O'Connell there. sorry sorry um, oh, sorry. Yes, his best friend. Sorry, at the end. So River Phoenix's character had been murdered. I thought you'd sort of saying we then flash back. Yes, twinge, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, no, is that, is that, do they say that? They don't say that at the beginning. They don't say about ri- ri- like River Phoenix's character. Dreyfus being... returns to his childhood town. After, yeah. Did you watch it in the week? No. Okay. Um, sitting in a pretty cool treehouse, the fellas find out from token fat kid Vern mm-hmm. that his brother had found a missing teenager's body down the river somewhere. Catching a whiff of adventure, the boys decide to head out in search of the body. But super bully ace Merrill Kiefer Sutherland finds out about the dead kid and starts searching for him too, wanting the glory of the find all to himself. The awesome foursome, however, are ahead and having encountered a mental junkyard dog and owner and spent one scary night in the forest, gun in hand. The boys are focused and determined to get there first. They tell stories by the campfire share their deepest fears and hurts sounds girly but it's not and enjoy the experience of boys becoming men insert grunt here men at last they reach the dead body and he's dead all right after being hit by a train the poor bugger was thrown in some bushes but no sooner do the boys make their gruesome discovery ace and his gang turn up demanding to take the body into town there's not really need there's not really any need for that because yeah. this but this is for this is for people who know what stand by. i'm not looking to explain stand by me to people or talk there. about the plot this is for people the people who listen to this podcast are people who've seen stand by me I'm, I'm hoping if if you haven't seen Stand by Me, then go and fucking watch it, and then and then listen to this afterwards. Well, uh, look, notice how the four lads in St- Stand by Me look remarkably like us four. Uh, yeah, well, Vern would be Johnny then, I guess. <laughs> Vern's Johnny. Um, uh, am I Gordy? We're waiting. No, I'm River Phoenix. Yeah, who's who? <laughs> it's a tough one. It says at the end of the film, you learn the because you're Gordy. I'm River Phoenix, the body, and you're Teddy to the, Sharp. They take the body into town, and it bonds them kids forever. Their friendship, because that's what the film's about. Friendship, but it says in the full at the end of the film, you find the fate of the other boys. What what happens yeah, to no, them? Yeah, you do no. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll do the end. So the end. Richard Dreyfus goes and. Uh, what was his name Chris? Wasn't it? Chris was his character. River Phoenix's character. I think so. I don't I think so. In it. And uh, Chris tried to break up a fight between two guys. He got stabbed in the throat. And he died almost instantly. That was like, that's how Richard yeah. Dreyfus finishes the film. That's why it's really sad. You're like, oh, because he's maybe uh, a nice peacekeeper guy. Because he's a lawyer. It turns out he went on to be a lawyer. River Phoenix's character went on to be a lawyer. But we're getting ahead of why are we talking about the end now? Like, well, yeah. that's the whole film. We've done the whole film. But no, let's talk about yeah. Stand by Me. Well, yeah, no, we'll talk about what, what, it, like, what, what it, it means meant, to you. What it means to you growing what it means up. It's growing up. It's, it is the classic film. Yeah, it is the classic film. Uh, the, the Goonies. Uh, the Goonies. Who did you watch when it I was with first? Oh, that's it. I can't remember. I think I watched it by myself. I've got a vague recollection of watching it. I watched it when I was about 11 or 12. So when that's about in about 1990, 91, something like that. So about five, six years after it came out. With an older thought. man. <laughs> no, no, not, no, no. I borrowed it. I think I borrowed it off someone. I, I think I borrowed it. An older man. 
if you want. Did he make you do press-ups? <laughs> yeah, purple Aki. Purple Aki. Then, no. Did you watch Stand By Me with purple Aki? <laughs> I always remember the first time I watched Stand By Me. It was with purple Aki and I was 10. That's what made you feel so good about the film. The friendship you had with purple yeah. Aki. He's like, right, now just now, now, swing in on do his a muscle. Bicep curl. Now let me pinch your muscle. I was like, what? For anyone that doesn't weird. know purple Aki is, you should look it up. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. You do your research. <laughs> you do research. That bit would be funny then. You don't want to end up outside the BBC at the wrong building. Uh, I saw. I think I first saw it when I was about eleven or twelve. When I was their age, so it was like it was the perfect time for that me. That is to see the perfect it. time to see so, it. So if I'd yeah. seen it when I was six or seven, I wouldn't. Have That's got probably it as why it affects you so much. Like kids yeah. today watching it would just be like, oh shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shit. Also, yeah. also, not quick enough. Also, I'll tell you what. There's a link to that and the Goonies. Yes, for me, because yeah. it it's an adventure. Weird. It's, an, it's kind of an all. Uh, like, How are those two films linked? They're completely well, different. Well, no, we stand by. I'll tell. I'll explain why. I'll explain why. I've got a, no. I've got a th- I've got a theory why English kids uh, like these films. Okay, like especially the Goonies, right? So the, it's where they're set. It's the Northwest. It's the Pacific Northwest of America, and it's very simple because it rains there. You see a lot of rain. It's not just dusty. Like LA is all fucking dusty, and you don't really relate to it. You're like oh, it's palm trees, and and it's quite arid. The the the, the landscape. Whereas the Pacific Northwest is more like England. So but yeah. it turns out that was shot in Brownsville, Oregon, I think. Um, Stand by me, and obviously, and Goonies was set in the Pacific Northwest as well. So it's quite yeah. rainy up there. I think the the, the so the land looks for more familiar to English kids. So the weather, although yeah, the weather is but a it's big Stand draw. by me, it rains a lot. It rained a lot on the. It's meant to rain a lot where Stand by Me was set, but they got two. They filmed it in the summer, so it's two months. They got two months of sunshine, and that's when they filmed it. So there wasn't much rain. I think there was a couple of scenes when they found the body where it's a bit overcast or something. Um, that's, what I, that's what I like about you because you're a big weather guy with movies <laughs> you know your weather in a lot of films yeah. so whenever well, you're no. watching a film you're like mm, yeah, no, this but I was is... thinking about it it's only when I looked at where it was set and I was like why do these films mean so much to me why did I get taken away because I was like I, I'd rather hang around in ni- when I looked at uh, Stand- watched Stand By Me I was like I'd rather hang around in 1950s late 1950s America than 1980s England in my own little village although there's parts of it I could relate to it, like going on advent, like going, but it just always seems bigger and grander in, in America. And it is, because everything's like, yeah, everything just seems seems bigger. And the adventures they go on are going to be bigger because it's in a fucking movie. Like the Goonies, obviously, I'd, I'd, I'd try and recreate the Goonies when I'd go out with my mates, like going down the church and stuff, but it just wasn't quite the same as finding a pirate ship in a cave, going down a well and what, all the rest of it. Digging but, up a grave. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, did, did you find that chained mong? <laughs> <laughs> but we did find a chained mong like, locked up behind the chip shop and we're like oh right that's weird that, that must be where all the scraps go and uh, yeah no uh, I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say here yes the, I always like the look I was like wow it looks so great there the adventures like they're going in the woods you could relate to it I'm saying there's woods around here the mm, Chilterns mm, and everything mm. and yeah the, that and the Goonies yeah and uh, but also yes it was it's that, that age coming out of childhood Going into it's changing schools basically, for me. That's and that seemed what they were all going on to, wasn't it? It was like they all meant to go, be moving on to high school and yeah. I didn't really think that much about what the film's meant to mean and all the rest. Coming of, it. of age. It's coming it? of age, yeah. But there's yeah. some other things brought up in it. There's like yeah. I like the like the Kiefer Sutherland guy Ace, Ace Merrill, and yeah, he, and that right. I remember. Like always in my from about the age of five until maybe fifteen, always having a sort of ace or someone like that in my background, someone that if I came across them, 
I'll be like, oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass, or this is going to be annoying. Like, there was always guy. a bad guy. Yeah. Um, no matter where I lived. That was me. It was him. That was me. But he lost his hair. Big Ben the bully. And me, with that, my... his charisma. <laughs> That's just... I wasn't scared of him anymore. He okay. was really tall for an eight-year-old, but he, he stopped going. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, it's quite interesting actually. Yeah, Ace's character, that's what I was going to talk about actually, the, the camaraderie on set. So like Rob Reiner, Rob Reiner's a great director as well. He's one of those directors that he's a bit like, um, a bit like Tony Scott and uh, who, uh, Richard Donner, who obviously do- who made The Goonies as well. They, they've, they've done lots of quite diverse films, although quite romantic, like Princess Bride had yeah. done. Um, Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle and all that stuff. But like, what? Uh, what else did you do? <laughs> Forgotten well, recently, shit down. he did uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. No, no, no. What, no. Uh, what? Rob Reiner did. No, not directed it. Obviously, it was Scorsese who directed it, but he did have something but, to do with it. Um, I think he produced it or something. I don't know. He might have been in it. Hmm. Was he in it? Possibly. So, that's, a, that's a, some good stand-by-me <laughs> knowledge there. Um, no, uh, all, real, no. <laughs> I would talk about real good stuff. <laughs> For anyone, that's what you celebrate. Oh, no, Thirty years of Stand by Me. Cut all the Stand by Me out. Well, do a new intro. Well, so no, we... don't cut it out because now we're going to go into our Stand by Me improv. No, I want to talk about how it's interesting. So, River Phoenix was like thirteen. Like uh, Ace Max uh, Belfort is Rob Rayner. Max Belfort from Rights. Yeah, sorry. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so it was quite River interesting. Phoenix. River Phoenix was th- he was like a year older than the others. So the the others were all twelve years old. And River Fe- uh, but there was a difference between them. Apparently, according to Keith Sutherland and Rob Ryan, they were like, well, Rob Ryan called him like a, a young James Dean. He was like, oh, there's so much soul in him, like in his acting. And he was great. He was great in the movie. And he, he was he was just a little bit like better than the others, the, the other kids in it. Corey yeah. Feldman wasn't bad, and and we're waiting and everything. Jerry O'Connell, who played Vern, he'd only done like one advert or something. Um, before he'd done that, and then but obviously he, did, he ended up he didn't have a massive career. He well, ended up in sliders. He, he ended up in sliders, yeah. And he did Scream 2. He was like, he got... And Prana. Did he get killed in Scream 2? I think he was like the boyfriend character. I think it was Neve Campbell's. Yeah. He's not what? Killed. Jericho's no, not dead. No, he's not dead. He's in Prana. He got killed oh, in right, Scream 2. Yeah, 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 he yeah, got yeah. killed yeah. by a Prana. Anyway, let's but, move... But, no, no, oh, sorry. I had some bits that I wanted to talk about. about yeah, I want to get into the improv, so I want to kick that off. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you're not interested, it's no, like, no, I want to hear your bits, please. Yeah, so like, anyway, he was he was a bit different to the other act- actors on set when the other kids, like so, Corey Feldman, Will Wheat, and Jerry O'Connell, they were doing twelve year old stuff, pissing around on set. Yeah, obviously, Keith Sutherland was a bit older actor, so but Riv Phoenix was like going like, "Hey, do you want to do lines?" So when they're all pissing around, he was like, "Hey, do you want to run lines with me?" And constantly, and then getting. Uh, Keep someone to teach him stuff on the guitar and that and was really like engaged and wanted to learn this? And stuff. How do you know that? Is like, that a video like this... of it or is it like a book or No, it's this article I read in on I don't know, on my news feed on Okay. Google. Oh, when you were doing the research. Rob, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Rob Ryan obviously it's Rob Ryan it's based it all on his childhood. So it's all the music that's in it, it's the shit that he was listening to in the it's set in nineteen fifty nine and he was about their age in nineteen fifty nine, so it's all very um self what's it? Autobiographical mm. or whatever. Mm. Um and yeah, that was that was interesting to me. And okay. keep something. Oh, what else? oh, that was the other thing—the train scene when they were running mm. from the train. So they they had so much fun on set and everything. But and how they did that was because obviously it's difficult to get a fucking shoot the train that close to the kids. You know I mean, it's just yeah. a difficult stunt to do. So obviously just used a really fucking long zoom lens, and that compacts so that makes everything 
things yeah. that have been magnified it makes them closer to you so yeah it looks like the train's much closer but really it was fucking miles away but all, also they were pissing around they had like they tried to do take, do the take how many times and that was the only time Rob Reiner really lost his shit and really got angry at them and then they fucking and that last scene that you see in the film where they're really like looking scared away was because he'd fucking had a proper pop <laughs> at them. Yeah, yeah, and then they came back and said, like, we did it, Rob. And he's like, yeah, fair play, lot. Uh, um, so that was quite interesting. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's why I asked you guys to bring stuff. I was like, I only had like two stories well, from set. I brought the yeah. uh, stand by um, the improv uh, with me this week. Oh, please, Chris. I was just going to say, uh, book number three. This is uh, Alfred Bester's The Demolished Man. Um, 94 is but with strong reservations make a note boys he's scared of death Reich make another note so am I to his staff pal said now look you all know what a cold blooded monster old man Mose is always screaming for facts 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 evidence unassailable proof we have to produce evidence to convince that damn machine he ought to prosecute. What is the book about? What's the back? It's a sci-fi book. The Demolished Man. What's the back say? Yeah. Is it a famous uh, one? It's a masterwork. It says, yeah, yeah. In a world in which the police have telepathic powers, how do you get away with murder? What? In, in a right? world where police have telepathic powers. Minority Report. How do you get it's away sad, with murder? Well, Minority Report's based on it, I think. That's a Philip K. Dick book, though, isn't it? Minority Report's based on. In a world. Oh, is it? Where... Yeah. So I can't recall having met a sci-fi writer whose opinion I respected who failed to share my enthusiasm for Albert Bester's work. Well, like any book that's, that's got a thing on the back that says in a world and it sounds like a trailer. Well, I'll tell cool. you what, I don't think we'd be doing Stand By Me justice unless we did the Stand By Me improv. Now, it's set 30 years after the original Stand By Me. Uh, I will be playing Chris Chambers, River Phoenix, the cool kid of the group. Chambers, uh, is it, Chris Chambers? You, uh, Greg will be playing Gordy Lachance, Will Wheaton. The writer. And Corey Feldman, Teddy Duchamp. That'll be Chris playing Teddy. And Johnny will be Omar Jalili for some reason. I don't know why he's in it. <laughs> So it's, it starts 30 years hey, later Johnny. where Chris is working in a burger, burger bar and his two old friends turn up to see him. Tss, just got to fry these burgers. Hey, buddy. Hey. Oh, oh you, oh, you guys got the email. Hey, it's crazy, isn't it? Email. It's like we've been alive a long time. So we were kids in like 1959. Oh, man, is it now? 2021. How long have you been in the UK for a while now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what hey. I'll do. I'll do the old accent to hey, make Hey Teddy. Hi hey, Teddy. Hey uh, Chris. Hey. Uh, put an extra sausage on mine for me. <laughs> hey Teddy. <laughs> no. <You> are... <laughs> Teddy hasn't changed at all. Uh, at, at all. Jody, what do you want to eat? Um, I, I'm American again now. Okay, I'd what? like. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what do I like? Um, uh, apple, chicken, chicken, uh, chicken chips, uh, chicken potatoes, and apples, please. Hey, no problem. Hey. I'll knock that up for you. That's a really good callback. And uh, anything you want, uh, Chris? What did you want? Well, obviously, I said, could I have the extra hot dog? Oh, Teddy, with my sorry. hot dog in the bun, if you know what I mean. Um, but <laughs> any, uh, just a bit of sauce. I'm a simple guy still. Just you know? one bit of sauce. Anyway, what have you been up to? Obviously, I've been making money. Um, hey, so, Chris, I, I thought I heard you went to law school and you're a lawyer now. And yeah. So you just work here. You just work here part time. Well, shot. I, I never actually seen the film Stand by Me. I never watched it come out, so I didn't know what happened to my character. <laughs> so my character so I ended up working in a burger jar, burger giant. <laughs> oh, I see. So you you took it to completely different timeline. Hey, Teddy, this is oh, the that's bit. Cool. This is the bit before. Oh, it uh, turns out 
It turns out you still die in the same way. Yeah. Look, see those two guys over there? I think those are the guys that stab you in the throat. Uh, Instead of being a lawyer and breaking them up this time, they're just going to come in and stab you in the throat. We've got to stop this from happening. And see. I, I, oh, I can do that past oh. me, those dogs. Excellent. So that was uh, Stand oh. By Me. That was Stand By um, Me. Anyway, yeah, Stand By Me. I really like it. I like the way where it's set in the... the, the I like the 1950s America. Seems you fun to me. About, he's talked about the book since we've done Stand By Me. I know, because I... Let's talk about something. I don't I wanna, get the information out. Then I have a think, and I'm like, what did I really want to say? And then I always do callbacks. Yeah, we're yeah, just yeah, saying you like stuff it. about it. That's good. That's natural chat. Let's it? talk about chat, Richard Scarry's Puzzle Town. Yes. That's something very... Uh, we should all talk about. So apparently What's only that? one in four people... Uh, remember owning Richard Scarry's Puzzle Town. I, I didn't. No, it's funny he says that. I didn't remember the name Richard Scarry. That's all. I remembered the shit. As soon as he started talking about it, I was like, oh yeah, with the green tiles and you put the two dimensional bits of cardboard in yeah. and made your own fucking little houses. And when I saw, when we looked it up and we saw the actual figures, I was like, fuck, I remembered them all. Mayor the cop, Fox. Yeah, Mayor Fox, the cop, the, the dog cop on a bike. I was like, fucking hell, yeah, it's weird. It was like a cardboard tree, cardboard houses, and you could slot them in, like you just said, to wherever you wanted. And Perhaps though, you could bring that back and we can get rid of the uh, homeless issues that we're currently facing in many <laughs> metropolitan areas. Simple. Just Maybe put that's this why. up here. There you go. You're fine now. Just tuck in here behind that. Dress as a dog man. And <laughs> live in this put box. on a big, a big stiff bit of cardboard in front of you and behind you and you're all good. You're now, you're now a member of the constabulary, but you've got to wear this dog mask and ride around on this bike. <laughs> oh, not a bike. They said when we left the EU that homelessness would disappear, though, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Because everyone yeah, would have a house. Yeah, it would just become the norm. Because <laughs> everyone's... Just... <laughs> yeah, everyone's living outside now. <sighs> hey, tell you what, I saw the Taliban came back. And when they've come back, I thought they're just like Cybermen. Because no matter <laughs> how much you get away, they come back, but they're made of cloth instead, aren't they? Cloth Cybermen. <laughs> yeah, just loads of, of spite. It's weird. If you look at the Taliban like um, Doctor Who villains, they seem really pathetic. <laughs> You're like, well, they're not. Well, they haven't really got that much many powers, have they? No. Oh, so uh, I was going to say that's the intros done this week. So let's start with our what we've been doing this week. So I have a story this week. I walked into a film set. Is what I was telling you about earlier. So I when I, I went into town early this week and I walked past the court. We got like a court that's not used in our t- yeah. in town anymore. And there was loads of lorries filming. There were shitloads of lorries filming. I mean, it was the whole car park was full of filming vans. And I went round the side of the court, and there was a security guard all stood there. It said Devil One Film Security, and it said HMP Wandsworth on the wall. They'd stuck like a fake sign, and there was like yeah. a green screen there, and there was a massive crane with like massive lights on it, and there was all people like walking around with rigs and camera stuff on trolleys and all this stuff. And I went up to the security guard and I go, "Oh, what are you filming here, mate?" He goes, "Can't tell you." And I go, "Oh, is it a movie or a TV show?" He goes. TV show and oh cheers and I went and sat down for oh you can't tell me go interesting I wonder if I'll see anyone famous and I was looking out uh, and then Tom Cruise came over to me and he goes hey buddy you're in that idle matinee no he didn't really so I was looking around didn't see anyone but then when I walked through there's another security guard sat in the chair and there's a little sign next to him it said man verse B crowd um, place where the crowd goes I don't know what that means but it said man verse B and I go to him oh, is that the name of the show? And he goes, I'm not allowed to tell you that, but you can read it if you want. And I go, because the other guy said, I asked him, he said, no, he couldn't tell me, but I could just so read yes, it then. there. Yeah, yeah, And I go, yeah, is this yeah. like Star Wars where it's like fake and it's called something else? He goes, no, just Google it. Well, that was go, like, okay, okay, I will then. And I Googled it. Do you remember when I did Men, Men in Black International? Men in Black, I can't remember what it was called, but that was called something fucking weird yeah. as well. And then, I got, I, mean. and then I got on there and it was like, so, but I didn't, I didn't actually know until I actually got on set. You know what I mean? That's how... 
secret they keep it and it's like why do they keep that secret it's the shittest film ever made yeah but this wasn't kept <laughs> but, secret because yeah, yeah, I just googled man vs B yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. and it comes up with a Rowan Atkinson comedy for Netflix is thirsting back and it's about a guy who's looks after a mansion and there's a bee in it that drives him nuts but it's seven ten minute episodes and that's what oh. astounded me because they're only like short episodes and you think fucking and hell like he said equipment. he guessed it he goes like you, you know what they're going to be if seven ten minute episodes it's going to be Mr Bean style just mugging isn't it it's like guaranteed it's not a written man versus bee can, it's going to be all like yeah, exactly it's a shame you can't see Chris his, per, his impression of what Rowan <laughs> Atkinson would do is perfect it's just him looking He's around going his eyes. Oh, yeah you, you know what it's going to be it's going to be you're going to yeah you can see him doing his muggy Mr. Bean faces going, oh, where's the bee? <laughs> He's going to end yeah. up smashing up the mansion. Yeah, he's destroying the whole mansion, <laughs> leveling it. Going to what prison? And Wandsworth the bee wins, prison. and the bee will be there at the end going, or something, I don't know. Yes, that's it. I'll, let, I, I'm intrigued now. Now we think we've predicted it. We'll see, what we? ends up being this really wordy thing, and he sat down talking to a bee, and it's like really like, I don't know. Maybe that's insightful. Oh, Ian Sterling's in it. <laughs> yeah, and Ian Sterling's in it. <laughs> It's really wordy, and yeah, Ian Sterling, Will Self, and someone else is in it debating stuff. Um, yeah, on that Val Kilmer documentary as well, Greg reckons that everyone should learn a little bit of Shakespeare and recite it because Val Kilmer was reciting Shakespeare. Do you no, like- I just thought it'd be quite a good exercise to do because I've never read Shakespeare and actually tried to decipher it and speak it out loud with the meaning because you see people doing it all the time and they just still sound like dicks they just still sound like trying too hard and I'd love to actually read something out and make it sound natural really get into it and I don't know I go and watch it most year now I never used to but they do it um, in the colleges in Cambridge in yeah. the gardens and everyone always sounds I'd, like a cunt I'd walk past yeah I'd walk past it and I'd go and they're in the closet and you think that's a bit cringe or it's yeah. like, but then I'd watch them because I'd oh. go are they performing for like four hours yeah. and they're, they're just retaining none of them are looking at notes again they were just retaining it the, like the discipline of the actors and then once I then started going along to watch it because me and Dan Dan the uh, feedback man went and um, got nicely baked and uh, had Cheeky. loads of port and cheese and that and yeah, cheese. Was, we were a bit antisocial but it was it was fucking brilliant and we just watched it I can't remember Richard III or something like that, and it was like properly zoned in. And then I've I've been going back and watching them, sort of like one a year, and it's excellent, honestly. Yeah. It's, it, Greg it, can do Richard the Third. Yeah, no, no, I mean, no, that's what I wanted. I want to learn a bit. You I could, could do I a could, little bit of Richard the Third, no, surely. No. Alas, put no, that's Hamlet. Um, no, I don't, I don't know any Richard the Third. I don't, I don't know any Shakespeare. I've read it. My it's like, yeah. yeah, but I want, I want come to... And, come and watch it in the garden. I want to have we'll a go. go I want to have a go at actually reading some. And that, once I, when I really understand what I'm saying and then, and then try to put some emotion to it. A horse yeah. for my kingdom. As I... Yeah. Dost thee walk into thine internal heart forever known within thine something. It's, it all just That's sounds good. shit. Yeah, no, no, Dost no, she walk into my eternal about. heart forever known <laughs> thy girl in thy eyes <laughs> exactly it's all shit like that but some of it might be if you understand it properly as thine walk it. through the valley of the shadow of death I, I want to try and do it without sounding like a cunt take a look at my life and realise there's nothing left for I've been walking and talking so long that's the even they think the brown bear has gone, gone. <laughs> should we do the brown bear comedy club then I don't want to do it good night good night <laughs> heart and in such sweet sorrow uh, that I shall say good night until it be Tomorrow. Yeah, see, that, you, I didn't believe. I didn't. It, yeah. I didn't believe it. Yeah. I really thought about that and really I didn't put the emotion it could into be done. It. But now I've heard it. 
the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> oh yes. See, you said that bit Brevity right. Brevity is the soul of wit. Yeah. What about yes. doing your Shakespeare as the Queen and um, Prince Andrew at Balmoro talking about his latest indiscretions? Yeah. I had one gag about that when they were having the conversation. Do this. So yeah, so the Queen and so Andrew's gone there. It's like. <laughs> this is it really I've really got Prince Andrew's well, do you want to do this your brown it, bear no. <laughs> yeah I could do this with my it's brown up bear. to you you've got it in the bag now <laughs> no. or are you going to do it now yeah, and then we'll bag. do brown bear no I, I shouldn't piss you out I was, gonna, I was just going to start talking about my I was going to do my brown bear as me and just talk about my own life okay we'll, we'll see where that goes we'll yeah. see where that goes but do this queen joke then uh, and then we'll oh, do yeah, brown so bear the queen joke is quite simple it's like <laughs> in your defence Andrew she does look like she's smiling in that photo <laughs> <laughs> Good goal. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brown Bear Comedy Club. I'm your host, Michael Compare. Uh, tonight, we're in Brigtown Football Club near Scunthorpe in Brig. A lovely hey. crowd. Thank you very much. It's a lovely crowd we got in tonight. There's quite a few people here. Uh, that's the good news, and there's no social distancing. It's all over. We know that now, so it's, you can do whatever you want. You can go to the bar, you can come back. There's no app, nothing. So we're raising money for charity this week, and we are raising money for the NHS again. It's a great place to raise money for. So we've got three acts tonight. There is a fourth act. Uh, he's on his way up here. He's on a bike, so he may not get here. So we've probably only got three acts tonight. Uh, so the three acts are uh, kicking off with our first act this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Would you please put your hands together and give a lovely warm welcome. Uh, you may have seen him before, but he's been on the circuit. Ladies and gentlemen, Farmer George. Yeah. Oh, hello, Ooh. hello. It's uh, Farmer George here. So uh, thanks for having me in Brigtown. I um, got tested positive for COVID two days ago and everyone else just cancelled me. Uh, but the fact you allowed me to perform tonight is really, you know, it's it's really worn my cockles. Anyway, I've been told last time I, I do my act is too similar to Jeff Rose, and it's not. I've told you many times why it's not. But I've got to stop mentioning him when I, I do my act. So um, it's bad for my disposition. Um, it's bad for my finances, for the litigation, and um, it's just the time to break out. So. Um, Who's up for a reboot? Oh, yeah. Hey. Right. So, yeah, that's it. So, this is a yeah. new season. This is a new season, uh, the fresh season, and we've got to keep it in season. So, this is my reboot um, origin story. So, this is a story all about how my life got flipped up, turned up upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right here, and I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Blair. In West Cornwall, I was born and raised, and the sheep's pen was where I farmed most of my days, shearing out, seeding, weeding, all cool, and wanking some breeding bull, getting its creamy goo. Started mating rituals with my... When a couple of rams, they were up to no good, started mating rituals in with my wider livestock. So I cut out two oval-shaped organs at each of their scrotums, and I removed their testes, and they calmed right down then. Um... Anyway, I'm not much of a rap person, as you can tell. I'm more of a square dance type. I tried a triangle dance, but you can't get the perfect ratios of heifers and bulls. Uh, as a child, I danced with my aunt Emma. She was family, but those big breasts, uh, big red lips, 
some aging around the neck, but otherwise she was gorgeous. I'd get hard every time. It was embarrassing at family do's, and everyone knows what a family do is, don't they? And I've got a big family, so we'd have about three of them a week, and two of them would include dancing. Um, so anyway, she would like the spotlight, but if, you know, the spotlight from the fridge a little bit more than being on stage, if you know what I mean. Big girl. Anyway, I'd have to use distraction, so I'd try and think of other things, but I'd always still come. I can never not come. Um, songs I like. Birdie song. That'll go on for ages. Um, I got a bit of land recently. Uh, it's arable land, but it backs onto local village. Crespin Hammington. Um, I've been leaving the field fallow just to build up a bit of nutrients in the soil. Um, and I don't really like the way I'd have to work because the path next to it's got no lights. It's dark. I have to seed that place in the morning light. Um, anyway, as they say about Black Street, no diggity. Um, I'm Farmer George. See you later. Thank you very much. There we goes. Off he goes. Abs back to his farm, back to doing his fields. Absolutely wonderful. You never thought you'd see a funny farmer. And now you have, that's Farmer George. You never thought you'd see a stand-up farm. You see everything here tonight at our comedy club. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move straight Arr. on to the next act tonight. Uh, without further ado, this drag act's been big on the scene for a while. Uh, please put your hands together and a lovely warm welcome to Shirley Devine. There's Shirley Devine. Yeah. Hi there. Hello. I'm Shirley Devine. Hello there. How are you doing? Oh, look at you. I like to do a bit of crowd work. Tits and teeth. That's what I am. So I've got the hills, got the hair. But I'll tell you what you haven't got. I haven't got a bag of, bag of chips. I haven't got a bag of chips between me. That's what I like eating. I'm a, not, I'm a posh bird. I like my champers, but I'll eat my chips. That's the kind of girl I am. Oh, you like singing. What are you saying what for? You want a bit of singing, do you love? Higher and higher, higher and higher. Oh, I've got all the talents, my girl. All the talents, my darling. I don't know why I said my girl then. That's a bit weird, but there we go, my darling. Let's do a bit of crowd work. Let's step down into the crown, into the stage. Hey, hello, fellow. Oh, you're a big man, aren't you? What's your name, fella? Uh, it'd be Greg. Oh, you're a bit embarrassed, are you, Greg? <laughs> yeah. You got muscles there, aren't you? Is that is that your girlfriend? Oh, you there? Is that your wife, Greg? Um, yeah. Oh, don't be, you watch him, love? I'll be stealing him off you. <laughs> anyway, so I'm Shirley Devine. That's it. You know my name. I've already told you once. Don't need to tell you again. Have you still got like, a cock? Oh, never mind. Can you be, oh, like, follow and subscribe. So I want to tell you a little story about me. So I was at the bus stop waiting for the bus the other day. And I'm a girl that likes to travel on a bus. I don't mind. I'll travel on all sorts of public transport, me. I'm not fussy. Chew, bus. Uh, so he, he pulls up and he goes, ticket for one, love. And I go, that's right. I've got my Oyster card. Slapped it on the thing. And he goes, oh, you can't come on here without a mask. I said, do you think I'm wearing a mask with this face on? This is face has got to be seen. So I start singing on the bus. I go up and go, I higher and higher, everybody. And you know, they're all clapping on the bus and cheering me as I'm walking on. Shirley Devine, she lights up a room. I absolutely lit that bus up. I'll tell you what, you can have a bit of glamour on public transport, and that's for sure. The minute they saw my face, they knew that, that's for sure. I'll tell you what, he's seeing my face now in the front. I can see that's getting hard, isn't it, love? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, Greg. I, yeah, I, he's shy. Look at him. I love your story. I love the story. All about right, that's enough from you, Greg. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've been sharing the vine, and I'll be taking him out later. You're taking stealing your husband off. You yeah. see you later, guys. Take care. Bye. Love you. Thank you very much. That was absolutely wonderful, Shirley Devine. It's good to see a drag act now and again. Cause you don't see many of them in this day and age. So, our final act tonight is a guy that just wants to get real. 
He's thrown off all the shackles, he's thrown off all the airs and graces, and he's been himself at last. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, give a lovely warm welcome, Mr. Greg Hickson. Greg Hickson. Hello. Oh, 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 I have to do a voice, yeah. Hello. Hello, it's me, Greg Hickson. Greg Hickson. I start, I, see, I think I've got a famous sounding name, but I'm not actually famous yet. Greg Hickson sounds like it could be a famous oh, name. Oh, God. <laughs> it's really not. Anyway, let me tell you a little bit about me. I was born... I was born like the previous act. I think it's okay. I could just tell you my backstory. It's, it's fine. My I balls don't need have to gone any, into my like, body. I don't need to do any jokes. I realised I was feeling. I was like, oh god, I've got to come up with jokes. I was like, no, I don't. I could just tell people my my story, how I got my name, uh, and that's fine, isn't it? By, by the brown bear standards, I could just do a story about my name, uh, possibly. Anyway, no. Okay, no, I can't. No, I'll, I'll, I'll do more than that. I've got some jokes for you. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go, Wembley. Here we go. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> this, this is how I'd start my set, by the way, if I was me. Okay, look, I'm not hiding behind any any funny voices anymore. <laughs> if I was me. <laughs> all, these, all, all these words are coming from my mind. Okay. I was born... I was a difficult child. <clears throat> I was a difficult child. Well, I was... No, I was... I was a, I was a good baby. <laughs> I was a good baby. I was a good baby. I was a good baby until I learned about the news. Until I learned about the news. Then I became obsessed with satire. And then I forgot about real comedy. No, uh, I, I, I slip into voice. That's why I, I realised. I was like, I don't need to put on a voice. I always do voices anyway. So, you know, I've always, I'm always doing voices. That's how's a voice. Oh, yeah, really good stuff. Yeah. Really interesting. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, let's do some crowd work then. Oh, okay, no, no, okay. So, my name's Greg Hickson. I was born in Watford, as you can tell. Me and Bradley Walsh, the, the two most famous exports of Watford. I, I think you'll agree. Joshua. You what? Was that there, fella? Anthony Joshua. Oh, sorry, yes, He's and, quite famous. Me, Anthony, Greg Hickson, Anthony Joshua, and Bradley Walsh. Any, any, any more? Elton John. Oh, Elton fuck yeah, Elton John. Okay, and Elton John. Okay. Uh, Watford's fourth most popular export after Elton John, Anthony Joshua. Who was the other one I said? Tell us a joke. Bradley Walsh and Greg Hickson. Well, that was kind of a joke, wasn't it? Thinking I was the first one, and then he said some more. That's correct, yeah. Anyway, right, crack on. So, my parents... <laughs> My parents sent me to private school, uh, and uh, do, uh, I mean I don't sound like I went to private school. There's a reason. Tell for that. us a joke. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Uh, well, I mean I could have said the same thing to that fucking tranny that was on before, but I didn't. Um, you know I was quite happy to hear her fucking life story. So why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was born in West Point, Australia. Oh no, wait a minute. Uh, no. So I was born in Watford. <laughs> I was born in Watford, which is uh, just to the northeast of London. So it's like I can say uh, it's like Cluton. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. what? No, it's not. It's, but, but I can say I, I was born somewhere before the Watford Gap. So I can call everyone else who wasn't. I mean, I live in Aylesbury now, and I can call everyone in Aylesbury Northerner um, because I uh, tell us a joke. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> not in a traditional sense. I'm not Bob Monkhouse. I haven't just lost my book. I'm telling you, I'm long form. I told you this brown bear shit doesn't suit me. I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than this. Anyway, I'll tell you a funny. I'll tell you a funny story about food. Okay, we were talking about food earlier. 
So I've got a good one. So I'm a, I'm a difficult guy. I'm a, I'm a contrarian. I don't. I I hate uh, convention. So that's why I don't have a girlfriend. That's why. I, I, that's what. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. I'm never going to do anything that normal people do. I'm never going to drive a car because that's what you dickheads do. That's what all the norms do. It's like you've got to drive a car. So no, I'm going to ride an electric bike, an illegal electric bike, until someone catches me, and they haven't. No one listens to this podcast. So yeah, not that's it's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway. So school. There's, there's a very early example of this. I went to I went for a meal at my mum's uh, the other day. I went for a barbecue and, and she's regaling stories like, "Oh, when you were younger, telling stories when you're younger." And I like these stories. They they always I love them. They're, whether it's about me or my siblings or whatever, I, they're just they're always hilarious. But there was one one in particular. Mum was telling me because I, I I was looking back and I was like, "Yeah, I always defy convention. I want a a picture of me." Uh, in my head, you know, you have false memories and stuff. In my head, there's a picture of me wearing Wellington boots and. My own, my own, my own clothes, and Wellington boots with no socks, uh, whilst everyone else is wearing school uniform. A horrible, a horrible brown and yellow school uniform, and I'm just there going, no, nope, I don't want to wear school uniform. But that's not actually true. That my mum's got a photo of me. It's not, it's not a school photo, but I am with other school children doing something school related. But I'm wearing my own clothes. <laughs> this is the age of three. This is the age of three. But anyway, this is not the point. This is not what I'm talking Tell about. That's a joke. That's what I'm getting to. It's a joke. This this is a joke. This is a joke. Yeah. I wish I wish the act before me. I wish the person the act before me told a joke once in the whole of the fucking brown pair, but they haven't. So I'm going to talk to you, little man. Trans. <laughs> it's not trans. It's it's you, sir. It's you. <laughs> I've got nothing wrong with the act. It's you, sir. The, 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 the trans act isn't shouting out, tell him, tell me a joke. Anyway, he's so, pissed his pants. So. uh so yeah, so like normal comedians do, they tell stories, not jokes. So yeah, I'm telling you a story, right? Yeah, when was the last time you watched some comedy, little fella in the front there? Albert and Costello was it? Albert, Albert and Costello was it? I like Farmer George. <laughs> oh yeah, what? Well, she wrote down some Bob Monkhouse jokes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, they'll fuck off. Okay. Right. I made them up myself. <laughs> no, 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 Farmer George's set was excellent, okay? But he's, he wasn't freewheeling. He spent some time on it. I'm, I'm spitballing here. Look, okay, I'll t- let me finish this, this bit, okay? Lenny Bruce. No. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, my mum... I was a bit of a... I was... I was, uh, I, was, uh, I, was a, I was a good baby, but I was a difficult toddler. And um, as I said, I called my parents uh, cartoon character names and stuff. That wasn't out of, like, rebellion. I just loved cartoons. That was maybe part of it. Anyway, I used to wear... I used to have a, an affinity for a set of Wellington boots uh, instead of... With, that I wore with no socks. And that created a, a stink. My, my parents had to throw them out eventually. There was a, an unearthly smell coming from, like, a cu- cupboard. And they're like, what the fuck? Smells like an animal's shit. Eating the shit. Fed it to another animal. Died. And they've eaten each other's shit and died and whatever however many times over for this smell to happen but they're like no it's Greg's boots and they're like right we've got to check them fucking boots out anyway but at school uh, what are you looking Has at Greg got cancer <laughs> is that what he's getting to yeah is it right is he dying it feels like a kid gets knocked over in, a, in the next scene so anyway my first day of school my mum says I was a good baby but I was a bit of a difficult toddler that's when I started learning to talk I was like yeah I'm not sure about all these rules and I was like telling everyone no uh, so my mum had to drag me out. I used to sit in the, the car well, like the back seat well, before seatbelts. So this is like the early 80s. So you didn't have to have seatbelts then. So my mum would drive me to school with me crawling around under the seat, under the back seat or whatever. So we'd get to school and she'd go, right, pick, drag me out of there, send me into school. My, the people at school were like, so I've been a fussy eater obviously since I was a child. 
and this is where it started. So they they had a strict like no eat it like no pack lunch policy, uh, and until I until I joined the school because I, <laughs> I sat woo! so woo yeah that's why you usually get a crowd like woo yeah until I joined the school, uh, yeah so, <laughs> so basically every lunchtime every lunchtime uh, so woo, my mum said can you bring in a pack lunch they went no. No, the children, the children at Edgerton Rothsay, the children at Edgerton Rothsay eat the same. Look, we'll have him down. Look, he'll be playing by the rules by the end of the week. Trust me. And yeah, anyway, so every day they'd put their food down in front of me, the food that I was meant to eat, the school food, and I and I'd just look at it. I looked at them, and then I'd turn my head to the side and just stare away from them, away from the person who'd fed me the food, away from the food, and just staring at the window until they took it away. And I'd do this every, I did this every lunchtime for a week. And then by the end of the week, so they started off going, like, "Look, we make the rules here. He'll play by our rules." By the end of the week, it's like, "Yeah, he, he can have packed lunch," because they were worried that I was going to like Bobby Sands myself and just fucking starve myself at three years old, but just to make Woo! a point. And um, yeah, that tells you a little bit of something Woo! about me, guys. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful there. Oh, uh, there's more of that next oh, week. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep working on it. It's going to be me every week from now, and I'm not hiding behind any characters now. It's my life story, so we'll, 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 we'll pick up there next week. Woo. Oh yeah, he's talking as he walks off the stage there, that guy. My hey, drop. That's Greg, uh, Greg Hickson. Uh, before he come on, he said he wanted to keep things real. He's sick to death of doing comedy. And I've never seen anything like that before. A proper long-form story about something that happened to him at school when he was younger. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious as well. Absolutely hilarious. Just loads going Better on in that. that drag act. So ladies and gentlemen, if... <laughs> Thank you for coming this week. Thank you for coming for the Brown Bear. Thank you for coming out to see live comedy again. That's what we want you to do. Come out and see live comedy. Because these comedians, they're sick of Zoom and they want you to be... Thank you very much, Joe Good night. That's the Brown Bear Comedy Club. So that was this week's podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. My name is... Ben. Au revoir, I've been Gregoire. And my name is Chris. We love you, Johnny. See you next week. Hope he's not tired. See you next Thursday.
Stand by, stand by. 